Welcome to the RAB Poetry Podcast, where we bring you the stories behind the words, where every poem has a story behind it. Our podcast is a journey through the hearts and minds of poets as we delve into the inspirations, struggles, and triumphs that fuel their work. In each episode, we'll feature a poem, sharing the underlying stories and reciting the most powerful and moving pieces. From various poems on wide variety of topics and rising poets and authors, our podcast is the perfect companion for anyone who loves poetry and the power of words. Whether you're a seasoned poetry enthusiast or just getting started, you'll find something to love on the RAB Poetry Podcast. So tune in and let the stories of our poets take you on a journey of inspiration and emotion. Listen to the REB Poetry Podcast, available on all major platforms now. Welcome to Fandom Power. Hey, what's up, guys? It's uh, Wes, Hank, and Andy, and we're back again. And it's uh, today is going to be what's today going to be? I don't even know what today is. Oh, yes, it's uh, <laughs> it is still Saturday, I think. October something or other. October the something of the twenty something. And uh, yeah, it's part three of our uh, so what? That's our fandom so uh, fandom power answer to uh, the question from. Uh, our friends over at Marvel Studios, when they said, what if? And they threw this uh, incredible uh, uh, TV series at us, which now that it's wrapped, gentlemen, what do we think? Where are you at with it? I want season two. Yeah, season two should be really good. Um, I I mean, I enjoyed the format of the first eight episodes so much that I kind of wish the last two weren't. Uh, it didn't break format. I think yeah. maybe they did it too early, like because I'd watch three or four seasons of this as one ops. Right, right. Uh, yeah, we'll get into it. These these three were my least favorite of all. Really, absolutely. I, and to me, I would say after, I mean, it was no secret how much I kind of fawned over the Captain Carter episode, and I actually felt like the last one was a return to that, like whoa. But I, I'll say this. Uh, the, the last three episodes, um, work really well, uh, as a trilogy, obviously. I mean, that's the way that they're set up. And I mean, mm-hmm. if you never watched any of the other episodes, you could watch the last three and be completely informed about what's happening. Minus of course, the, the Dr. Strange thing, you'd kind of wonder what's up with him, but mm-hmm. I do agree with that. I have to say my, my two least favorite characters in the MCU are Black Widow and Hawkeye. Yeah. And my third least favorite character is Thor, the way sure, that he's portrayed sure, sure. in the MCU. So, yeah, and I and that's what that's basically what we're getting. And then I have to admit that, and I had this conversation with a couple of people. Yeah, if I walked into a comic store and I saw Guardians of the Multiverse with that cast, you'd I have bought it. You wouldn't up. have picked it up. Oh, interesting. No way. No, there's yeah. not a character there that I care about. You know, I probably would have picked up not a one. single issue just to say, well, "What's this about?" And then, you know, depending on the writing, I would probably go from there. Yeah. I might read it online, but I mean, uh, I mean, it, the, it, the finale was missing two things or two words, I guess. One thing, yeah, but yeah. two words. And that, and that, that's this, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't get it. But anyway, 
let's let's move on because there's so much good about it that I don't. There is. It's probably going to take us a little while to unpack all of this one. (laughs) In no uh, surprise, I was way overborn on the number of photos that I I pulled out for this one. But you know, in in all fairness, um, I'm starting with the the first one with uh, what if Thor. Uh, was an only or were an only child, and of course, which is basically Cameo City. It is. It's it's the <laughs> yeah. it is literally the who's who uh, of the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe in this one. And so I tried to make sure that I got shots of everybody that meant something, and uh, some of the people that didn't mean something, and some of the shenanigans that uh, that take place in this episode. Before we get started, though, I just want to I want to stick with the uh, the the general impression because I did a little bit of sleuthing last night. And it turns out that uh, this season actually is missing an episode. It is. I got it got pushed. Info. It got pushed to a uh, season two. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of buzz about uh, the relationship between Tony Stark and and Gamora, yeah. and uh, why it, it why it is the way it is when we see them. Um, man. I feel let down <laughs> that we didn't get that I, episode. Lauren just told me this this morning. I had no idea that that was a thing. I just thought like, yeah, yeah, they ran out of time or jammed something in, or that was the extension of the uh, uh, the sovereign kind of flashback. Yeah, in the, yeah. In the last episode, the the results of Gamora being alive after Thanos, you know, uh, has the the stones. So I, yeah, you know. Uh, well, I said to Andy, uh, and I, I might have put it in our group chat um, prior to recording, was uh, I, I, I was betting, you know, the farm that that version of Gamora was the version of Gamora that took off at the end of Endgame. Certainly. And uh, I'm going to recant on that because <laughs> now I, I don't believe that at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess the title of the missing episode is what if Tony Stark never came back through the wormhole i guess that would be the appropriate title yeah 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 yeah. before we i got one one other thing i want to touch on and and uh was it our last episode it was our last episode hank you said that you were doubling down that you believed that it was darker strange going forward in the new strange movie yes how do you feel about that now um i i i don't i don't think it changes anything i i i Here's the fact of Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange is alone, yeah, yeah. trapped in a universe uh, with, with two time stones and all five other infinity stones and in complete control of that sort of situation. And I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I wish better things for the character, but I don't know if psychologically he can handle that because now. He, he literally might be able to reset everything. It's sort of one of the things, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to jump on onto the, the finale yet, but it's one of the things that I thought in that moment with Killmonger, and we'll get to it later organically, but I thought that Killmonger was going to do something different. And that's kind of what I, like, where Doctor Strange's head might be at. Right. Uh, I think I could take these two guys and then fix everything. And that might lead to some season two chaos or even... I know. Yeah, I mean that that the time the, the the fact that there's going to be a season two and that we focused on him at the end, right? May, you know, certainly some different iteration of Doctor Strange, I believe, is in the multiverse. Right, right, movie. right. I know. Uh, leading into this episode, when we see uh, the Watcher go and recruit him, 
and and it, there's a line that he says about having nothing but time, and uh, that that gives me this like air of uncertainty about exactly how long has he been hanging out in that pocket dimension before they pick right, him up. Yeah. So uh, to yeah. to tie that back to the notion that. Darkter Strange may in fact be the character out in the main MCU going forward. I really I wrap my head around that and I feel the 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 best way for that to happen is that he spent so much time alone that it's kind of like the whole Banner and the Hulk thing how they resolved whatever the 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 bridge gap there to to right. blend the two into one. So I presume that whatever part of him is Stephen Strange that didn't you know, suck the life force out of all those creatures has sort right. of ha, has come to some sort of resolution with the other side of himself. And that's the dominant personality. Right. And certainly if you wanted to get super evil, um, cause I was talking about this offline with someone I, I can't recall, but sure. Uh, if you wanted to get super evil, uh, he could start just going through the multiverse, absorbing Dr. Strange, just himself. <laughs> right. Like, uh, yeah, know, yeah. Like Kang, like, like there's some, the, the, the connotations for every single character in this is, is like, they're wonderful because they, they become unlimited. Like there's no reason. Yeah, they really do. You know, the rumors now that we're going to get an Illuminati in the Dr. Strange movie. Oh, and I just like a professor X. I was going to say, I mean, does that not, you're like kind of nail biting, waiting to see who's going to be in it. (laughs) Like, yeah. So even those rumors, you know, and now the, the, like even the uh, Andrew Garfield, Rumor, no longer even a rumor. Well, as I've been, call, I've been calling it the worst kept secret of the year. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Like the guy has no face. All good. That's a lot of pressure, man. Oh, of course it is. Super looking forward to those, but. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's. Uh, Eternals, uh, oh, yeah. The newer trailers make it look like, you know, and it now kind of knowing now that it takes place in two separate timelines. I mean, I am so uh, not familiar with the Eternals, but I'll say this no. when when uh, when I saw Rob Stark Superman, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> and it's a gateway to like nova and some of that other crazy stuff man i thought we were getting up. nova when we got guardians like they when right. they go to xandar and i'm like whoa 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 where's richard Ryder? what's going on <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh and and then uh uh like quasar and things of that nature yeah, we're so yeah, close yeah. To that crap. more yeah. of the cosmic stuff yeah absolutely all right, well, let's get into this one because let's say this, uh, these last three episodes, uh, they do work as a trilogy. And so I guess that leaves it to me to set the stage of where we're going. Once again, I'm going to uh, turn back to the good folks at uh, Wikipedia who are going to give us the uh, episode synopsis this week because it's just a little bit more fleshed out than uh, the Disney Plus one. So, spoiler, if you haven't seen the episode, what are you doing? Go watch that episode, then come back and <laughs> watch our show. <laughs> All right, what'd I do there? Oh my lord, what have I done? You think I'd be a little more uh, put together today, but apparently I'm not. Yeah, close enough. They're fast and loose, man. They love it. Well, and then there's this whole thing, you know, like we've just taken a step backwards, uh, like a decade in our technology use this week because our regular computer went bleh. Okay, I've got it. Here we go. So, uh, what if Thor were an only child? After defeating the Frost Giants, Odin discovers the abandoned infant Loki and returns him to Laufey. Centuries later, Odin's only son Thor has become a boisterous, party-loving prince. While Odin sleeps and Frigga is away, Thor travels to Earth to host a large party with aliens from across the universe. His arrival attracts the attention of Jane Foster and Darcy Lewis, who join the party. As Thor and Foster grow close, acting S.H.I.E.L.D. director Maria Hill 
summons Carol Danvers to end the destruction caused by Thor's antics. Danvers is unable to defeat Thor without exerting her full power. So Lewis and Hill suggest that she take the fight to a less populated area while Foster contacts, contacts Frigga with Heimdall's help. Hill readies a nuclear strike as Danvers and Thor begin to battle again, but Frigga contacts them and says she's coming. Thor and the party goers clean up the mess before she arrives, and later Thor asks Foster out on a date, but is interrupted by an army of drones led by dun, 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 Ultron, who is now inhabiting the Vision's body and is in possession of all six Infinity Stones. Yeah, what a uh, what a doozy to drop on you at the end of that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, change the tone. <laughs> uh, big time. Single image, yeah. Big time. All right, so let's go through this. I'm going to run through these photos. I'm going to go through them pretty quick. It should be fairly organic. Beginning of the episode, what do we got? We've got uh, Jane and Darcy out in the Nevada desert, just kind of like they were at the beginning of Thor. Uh, Jane's monitoring uh, 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 some sort of galactic cosmic uh, energy radiation, as we know that Jane's an astrophysicist. And, of course, Darcy's the one to detect the signal and wakes up Jane. And uh, they witness what we know as the energy of the Bifrost. Holy cow, where is that going? <laughs> and then we get the big reveal. Uh, meanwhile, over in Las Vegas, <laughs> um, Elvis, uh, who we're going to see later on in the episode. Oh, my God, man, what's that? And uh, we get this big moment of like, oh, my God, who can it be? And uh, naturally, of course, it is, uh, you know, Thor... And uh, all of his friends, including... kind of similar to the uh, Thanos appearance there at one point. It's very similar, like coming out of the uh, the portal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. We've got uh, Thor there, uh, center screen, and of course he's. You, you get a t- sense of the timeline in this one. He's kind of wearing the the Dark World costume, not the uh, the original Thor costume. Right. And of course he's not alone. He's there there with the Lady Sif, and of course his uh, friends, the Warriors Three, with uh, Fandral. Hogan and uh, Volstag. So we find out that uh, in the as the Watcher, as uh, Jeffrey Wright la- launches into part of his monologue, which is still, by the way, is still one of the strong points of the whole series. That you know, instead of taking Thor uh, or taking Loki to be his own son, Odin actually returns uh, 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 Loki to uh, King Laufey, avoiding uh, a war. All right. Then we uh, jump ahead to uh, what's going on here next. We jump ahead to uh, a scene in the bedroom, the royal bedroom, where uh, Odin is about to uh, undergo the Odin sleep. And Frigga is there and she's just encouraging him to uh, take a nap. And of course, Thor, like a like a like a teenager or a kid who didn't get his riddle in, is like just bouncing like, is he asleep yet? Is he asleep yet? And uh, as uh, Thor or as Odin uh, drifts off into the Odin sleep, Frigga immediately jumps up. She's like, okay, I'm off to my sisters for the solstice. And uh, as they're leaving, she basically tells Thor to, uh, you know, mind his P's and Q's, be a good boy, study hard, and no partying. (laughs) But uh, that doesn't exactly uh, work out. Uh, Oh, and of course, not without uh, before leaving, she says, because Heimdall will be watching. Apparently, not so much. (laughs) But she tells him that Heimdall's going to be watching. He's down to party, too. He is down to party. Of course, he doesn't show up. <laughs> I did like this. I mean, initially when I watched the episode, I was not a fan, not a fan of the humor. And to some degree, I'm still not a fan of the humor. I think the only reason that it works even remotely 
is because this is an alternate universe. <laughs> I don't find this Thor ostensibly different from the Thor we have in the movies, actually. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I do. Thor in the first movie, impetuous Thor, who demanded that he was just going to take the throne, I feel is more akin to that character, the one that got cast out. You know, right. this is Thor who who should have gotten cast out, but because there was no, you know, there's there's no bro- there's no brotherly rivalry, there's none of that. He's just been an only child. He's this impetuous only child who's, you know, he's the kind of guy that's probably never been. Been Joss Whedon Thor. Well, <laughs> oh, I need to take a minute. <laughs> Compose yourself. Um, okay, uh, like it's a guy that's never been told no. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, no one's told this kid no. Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, what does he do? He's like, uh, we're going to go to the most backwater place that Heimdall surely won't be watching. We're going to Earth. And then he's like, uh, dial up the, the realms, party on Midgard. And uh, off they go. And so if you were going to party on Earth, there is only one place. And that, of course, is back in uh, Viva Las Vegas. And now we start getting into the uh, the the who's who of this episode. And I mean, here's a shot of Sif with uh, some Asgardians milling about with uh, just regular party goers in Vegas. You know, anything goes in Vegas, right? And then uh, what do we get a pullback here and we get some Ravagers. And of course, there's a shot. There's uh, Yondu Odonta hanging out there at the bottom of the staircase. And uh, we get a, an appearance from uh, this guy, from uh, Scourge, the executioner, who apparently uh, is also down to party. <laughs> right. And not so, uh, not so murdery. <laughs> not so murdery. No enchantress. No, exactly. And so as all of this is going on, you've got Darcy and uh, Jane who have now driven, they've driven into uh, into Vegas from their, their location in the desert. Not, of course, before uh, they actually try to contact S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and, of course, they don't get through to S.H.I.E.L.D. And so it's it, you can picture them in the desert going through this laundry list of, like, agencies. And then finally it's like, I know you're the forestry service, but can't you do anything? And right. they get hung up on Taking again. Taking like alien invasion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So here's, uh, you know, Darcy and uh, and Jane sort of witnessing first contact and kind of, you know, figuring out how are they going to handle themselves. And she finally says that, uh, you know, she's going to go over and talk to him. And uh, there's some banter between, you know, long was it tall tall blonde and and uh point breaky or there's some like comment about his looks and uh and then it's well it could be worse you know you could be talking to that guy he looks like a real loser and of course it's howard (laughs) 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 who in a in a in a twisted turn of events gets the girl (laughs) man can we just talk about howard howard the duck getting the girl because that's like twice now he's got the girl right it's true. Uh, did it's he? Did true. he not get? He, he got Leah Thompson back in the eighties. He did. <laughs> and, he was uh, briefly president of the United States in the seventies. Oh, uh, it was did he in have the a, Marvel comics? I was going to say, did he have a standalone title? He did. He did. <laughs> he, he sure did. Oh my God, Howard the yeah. president. Okay. <sighs> Meanwhile, the party rages on, and uh, you get Thor, who is now uh, engaged with a uh, a group of Skrull, and and of course. And this is this leans right into that version of Thor that you don't like. This, uh, I mean, the vanity on this guy is is 
is obvious. Oh, yeah. do me, and you do me, and you do me. And then by the time they've funny. all yeah. done his face, he's like, you guys really get me. <laughs> and again, you get the impression he would, you know, go off into a room with those. Four well, guys you kind of wonder, <laughs> like, what do you, <laughs> what would, what does Thor do when he's alone with himself? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very self-obsessed. Yes, uh, until he comes face to face with the lady Jane, who immediately he is smitten with and uses a whole bunch of big adjectives to describe how dark and beautiful her eyes are and how pretty she is. And of course, the she start, Jane starts to swoon, which is kind of disappointing in this day and age of, uh, you know, female archetypes in, in these action movies, especially knowing that, you know, Jane is going to be, uh, you know, Thor <laughs> shortly, very shortly in the near future. Right. All right. So meanwhile... The Grandmaster and Topaz have shown up, and apparently he likes cake. Yeah. My yeah. Favorite, one of my favorite, when it was actually um, Jeff Goldblum, I was like, oh, that's Oh, awesome. I know. We both, I think I we all kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> do you think it costs a lot, or do you think, because uh, I was, maybe. I was wondering, they like. They might be under some running contract, or they might even have dialogue recorded from sessions with him that they're just allowed to use, you know. You so, look at a, you look at a guy like, um, I don't know, he's Mark Hamill as an example, who has has voice cameos who has had uncredited appearances in every star Wars yeah. ever made everyone. Well, apparently he has a pseudonym that he, he uh, does voices under as well. Yeah. So, I, I mean, the name of it. there's still uh, uncredited roles out there that he has not revealed. So, I mean, the most, the most obvious one, most recent one, uh, not only did he show up for the rise of Skywalker, as himself as Luke, but he was also Bulio, the right. the spy who got beheaded. Yeah. So you can only imagine what other voices he's doing. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, some sort of uh, weird alien in Last Jedi, uh, mistake of BBA for a, a coin slot. Oh, thing. right, 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 right. Uh, so he does a little bit of, and he's been. He's been in every property, so he's talked away in Rebels. He's talked yeah, away exactly, in exactly. Clone Wars. He's, so, yeah, that's the rumor. My point is, like, you have an actor like Mark who is so... Mark is one of those guys who really understands the fan relationship uh, to yeah. the property and to the characters. And, and I, mm-hmm. I, I often wonder how much of that... Because we know how prolific he is on social media and how, you know, how generous he is of his time. He's um, the king of Twitter. This is what I mean. So, like, do you think, like, a guy like Jeff Goldblum is, like, really in it for, you know, because it's just such a cool role that, you know, maybe he would, like, sure, I'll do it. Because, really, I mean, he's got, what, two lines? Two lines in the whole episode, I think, in this one? No, and probably, and like I say, there's probably a contract of exclusivity saying, like, of course, yeah, yeah. play this character if we need you, and we you can phone in a couple lines. Contracted X, X number right? of appearances, right. yeah, and this probably counts as really one of them. like, if you filmed a body of work, for the project and there's definitely outtakes yeah 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 yeah. and we know that disney you know they'll bring the living back or the dead back so yes cutting a few lines here and there isn't isn't ridiculous and no for credit he has i mean he's a uh, he's got to get paid for work you know yeah 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 yeah. but it actually of all the voices uh, he that's the guy that blew me away i was like I mean, earlier in, in some of the other, I like when, when uh, Josh Brolin did his own book, uh, Thanos. That was yeah, like, I yeah, liked all of that. Awesome too. Uh, but yeah, Jeff Gold. So uh, while we're on the subject of voice actors, so what we're looking at, uh, uh, Steve Rogers did not come back. Uh, Tony Stark did not come back. Drax did not come back. 
right. and now is this Natalie Portman? Yes, it is. It yeah, is. it is. Okay. And then uh, Gamora did not come back. No, nope. right? Did I miss anybody? Yeah, Ultron. Ultron did not come back. Sean, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That that point kind of sticks to me. Oh, and like, Ross, I, I would have liked to see him come back. And he deserved more. Role. I mean, he was such a good, uh, you know, it was such a cerebral, oh, such Tommy a cerebral. Tommy Lee Jones. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's where he gets shot right in the in the Vitamita Vegemin chamber. <laughs> that one's for Major from uh, Reflex Point. I know you like that. So, <laughs> all right. So um, back to Thor and Jane. Jane actually, uh, you know, at this point, she's really uh, sticking to her work as a scientist here, and uh, she holds up her tablet and she's like. The last time that this energy appeared, it was in association with the destruction of a planet. And she insinuates uh, or infers that uh, his his ways destroyed a planet. And so we get this like there's this undertone that if you blink, you'll miss it that, hey, the, the party thing, it's not just an innocent, you know, kid out for a good time that there are serious, uh, potentially serious consequences. They party too hard. About, I have a theory about this and I don't know if it. it if you don't, if you have a theory about it, I won't speak on it. But uh, I'd love to hear I tend, it. I tend to think that, like, that the planet that he was on, he partied. Yeah. We partied, we left. Yeah. And the party attracted Ultron. Oh, that's and interesting. Destroyed the planet because that's exactly what happens. Interesting. Here, right? And you know what? Yeah. The line, there's a line at the end of the episode where he explains it away, but it doesn't actually contradict with what you're saying. Yeah. We'll get to that. All right. So. After uh, he and uh, Topaz had cake, the Grandmaster uh, shows us that not only is he the Grandmaster, but he is also the Grandmaster DJ. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> they couldn't help it. I'm like, oh, that guy's going to lay down some beats. <laughs> He's got some mad <laughs> skills. Yeah, I guess so, eh? DJ Fly. Yeah. And then nice. we get this uh, cool little shot here of uh, Nebula at the craps table and she, she turns to Korg and she's like, here, blow on these. Mama needs a new eye. <laughs> uh, which I actually genuinely found that one funny. Yeah. A lot I, of the I, stuff I isn't. All these scenes were fantastic. Yeah. Them, yeah, like, yeah. Almost like on those moments when the, the, the Simpsons are actors within their own show and they're, they oh, talk yeah. to each other yeah, 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 yeah. character, but they're still the characters. Yes. So like, that's the kind of impression I got here that it was the actors. Read the line properly. These roles that were at a, like, industry party. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, just another sh- <laughs> another shot here of uh, Valkyrie because we haven't seen her, her yet. Drax right. and uh, Sif. Drax so, on the other side of the bar now. I was going to say, Valkyrie must have came in with uh, everybody else that showed up from Sakaar because there's a shot at the beginning of the episode with all the ships floating over Vegas, and it's a mixture of, like, Asgardian longboats and, uh, like, what looks like sakaran style garbage ships. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then so uh, in this montage piece of everybody, because now the party is sort of reaching the the pinnacle, the, the, the peak fervor, as uh, it's probably well after midnight. And uh, apparently Darcy and Howard probably drank a little too much. And uh, she went from being, well, it's not a date, to Mrs. The Duck. <laughs> what happens in Vegas? 
days in Vegas. <laughs> I would like to see these characters in a in a in a future season and see if the relationship stands. <laughs> but aren't they bickering later? Aren't they having an argument later? Something like that. There's yeah. A scene where they're like already bickering. She come. Uh, they are separated because Darcy goes off with Jane to Shield headquarters, and when they come back to Vegas at the end to resolve the episode, she's. How is there? Loku came wandering back. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and of course, you know what? What is Vegas without, uh, you know, drunken tattoos? Uh, but I actually like this. I didn't like the tattoo originally, but now seeing it like framed this way, you know, it harkens back to that conversation that they had in the in the film about uh, magic is just science that we don't understand. Right. <laughs> Still uh, cementing the the relationship that uh, Thor and Jane would have in the MCU proper. All right. So the next morning, phones start ringing. And when I say phones, I mean multiple phones. So Darcy's cell phone, the hotel room uh, phone is going off. There's like banging at the door. And uh, as people are starting to come around, we get like literally the uh, homage to the Hangover series as the camera pans around the room and you've got. Uh, Korg, who's you know laying in uh, Korg, who's in a bucket of sheep, uh, which mm-hmm. is absolutely it harkens back to a, the the party that they had on the the other planet. Same thing about the sheep. Um, yes. but then you get this shot of uh, of a very uh, <laughs> sleepy rocket hanging out in the sink, while uh, Rumelow's at the door pounding away, basically telling her to open the door, and of course she does. Jane does finally come to the door, you know, people are starting to wake up and, and he's like, do you have company in there? And she's like, uh, no, no, it's just, uh, just me. Can we do this after breakfast? And then, uh, you know, Maria Hill steps up and, uh, essentially announces herself as the acting, the acting director of shield. Of course, she's the acting director because, uh, apparently Nick Fury tried to break up the party the night before, when he tried to get into Caesar's palace and uh, the two guards stopped him. And this is the most, to me, was the funniest line in the entire episode. Korg essentially is going to like cannonball into the fountain out front of the casino. Doesn't even see Nick Fury and like barrels right through him. But if you, if you're not listening, you may miss it. He actually runs by shouting, Ball cannons. <laughs> and I don't ask me why I find that hilarious, but when when you hear it in Taika Waititi's voice and uh, just the inflection on ball cannons, uh, it's funny. It's right up there with, uh, hey, man, <laughs> we're going to start a revolution. Want to come? <laughs> oh, the foundations are going. Yeah, exactly. All right. I love it. So now we get everybody off to uh, Shield headquarters and uh, and uh, Coulson. They're talking about sort of first contact and and it's like why me and Hill's like because you were the first one to warn us. So even though nobody answered the phone, her messages apparently did get through and uh, Shield has been watching all along. And then Coulson comes up with you know it's almost like remember the line from uh, Avatar? Did you did we all roll our eyes when they said they were going after unobtainium? Yeah. How dumb that was. Unobtainium. Unobtainium. Like, oh my God. Like if there ever was a bigger piece of plot armor. That's a crazy sort of, I always thought that that was a nod to the early Jack Kirby style. Oh. Stan Lee. I suppose so. They would just 
crazy names for things that they were just jamming science names. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pluto nuclear, like, you know, just, and so that kind of always thought that that was a nod to that. It still can't. It could be. It absolutely could be. I just found it like, the next line from Coulson is in the same vein as that, where he's like, it's spreading. It's spreading now. And they're like, what? What's wrong? The party atmosphere. It's now spread to Canada. I'm like, what? Like, it's its own energy thing? Like, and I guess so. Uh, because at this point, we don't know and, that, you know, that we don't, we don't know. I mean, we know as the viewers, but the, within, in media res, they don't know that the energy associated with the destruction of that planet was the energy of the Bifrost that we witnessed at the beginning of the episode. Right. The party right. atmosphere is its own energy. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, this could be. If you want, we could like make it a broader what if title and what yeah, if this yeah. was the party universe. What if, oh, what I if guess, yeah, yeah. The universe, you know, every everybody in it seems like stoked, whether they has an uh, that's true ability. Maybe, you know, maybe he actually has this uber yeah. charisma that he taps into that he doesn't necessarily, right? Right, right, you know, right. Although women swoon and men want to be him, <laughs> I guess so, yeah. So maybe, maybe, you know. Anyway, uh, it's fun. It's funny, but it, it's the one. It was the the one like real cringy moment. Where I went, "Ooh, I don't know if that works." <laughs> yeah, oh, I get it. But the next part does work because Hill's like, "All right," uh, or Rumelo shows up with the big case, and and she's like, "Okay, the last resort." And they're like, "What? The last resort? What? What?" And uh, they pop the case open, and uh, dun dun dun. We uh, we just dialed up Captain Marvel using our. The, the 90s beeper. All right. The next one is kind of cool because we get this, um, uh, we go back to the party and we see kind of what's going on. Party's still swinging away. And uh, I'm not 100% certain that that's supposed to be Aisha, uh, but it's definitely uh, members of the Sovereign. Right. It could be uh, Queen Aisha. I kind of, I looked at her, uh, some of her screenshots for comparison. The headdress that she wears in in the film is far more ornate than that. But at the same time, She's also the only character that wears a headdress. So True enough. Uh, I guess I'll leave that up to you if that's Aisha or not. But definitely two members of the Sovereign. Well, she doesn't want to wear her really good stuff to the party because it could get trashed. That's entirely possible. And then her iPhone. <laughs> yeah. It's the same one that Loki drops. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's Thor's phone. It has to be. He's taking the selfie with them. Fully. All right. So then we get, speaking of Thor... Got to go back to uh, this guy and uh, the the frost giants roll up with Loki leading the way. And there's some banter about, you know, what did you just call me? And then they have this, ah, bro, brother from another mother. Yeah, yeah brothers yeah, yeah. forever. Ice bros. Lando and Holland moment for a second. So I'm going to break. Uh, I'm going to come step out of the episode for a minute. And I'm going to come back to uh, to the to the reality of our show here for a second. And I'm going to ask the question. If Odin returned the infant to Laufey, why is he still called Loki? Do I believe for one second that Odin named the baby and then handed him back and the and King Laufey said, sure, I'll go with it? Maybe. Right. <laughs> right. That might have been com- too confusing for some of I the, think so. Probably yeah. just for some the sake of... Some of us understood it, Wes, but you might have to repeat it for those of us that didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Definitely not me. You see, ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> No, I'm not going to do it. I don't like it when you guys pick on me. (laughs) 
All right. And then in my one of my favorite and it doesn't matter what property it is because this comes up a lot, but made uber famous in a little Paramount picture you may have heard of called Raiders of the Lost Ark. We get Captain we get Captain Marvel traveling by map. And I love travel by map. I don't know why, but it's just one of those things that works in everything it's in. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. So Captain Marvel swoops in traveling by map. And uh, she comes face to face with Thor and basically says, listen, uh, you need to clean up your little thing and you need to move on and get off this planet. And uh, he's like, no, I, I like it here. And then like they go really, really to the edge when they say Thor is like, you know, there's a Midgardian word for women like you. Oh, and there's wow, like yeah. this little like literal like pin drop pause like <gasps> party pooper. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, there we go. So then we get this whole like uh, smashy montage of them mixing it up. And uh, she basically says, you know, you need to put the hammer down. And of course, he he does as he puts the hammer down heavy and launches uh, Captain Marvel all the way to the United Kingdom by map. <laughs> and over the course of the battle, we get to, you know, the the intentional toppling of Stonehenge. Fantastic. There's also uh, a moment here. We get this is really cool. Um, this is stuff that uh, we should have seen more of in the MCU proper is Captain Marvel's for you guys in the comics. This is an old hat for you guys. But for those of us who the MCU is our gateway, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't realize that she could like just stand there and absorb that much energy. She's crazy. Powerful, uh, it's you know, pretty crazy awesome. Powerful. This was pretty awesome that she was able to take that full. Uh, you know, the lightning blast of lightning blasts, as it were, like the hella sized lightning blast and just kind of like, thanks for the boost. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. So they keep fighting and eventually they make their way back to Las Vegas where, you know, another piece of plot armor, Thor drops Molnir on her and says, you need a timeout. And of course, the Internet goes nuts saying, why didn't he just do that? You know, in the main narrative in the films, why didn't he just like pin the guy down? <laughs> He does it to that dragon in Ragnarok or whatever that creature. Oh, right? that is true. Mouth, in its mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the most creative uses uh, in the yeah. films. Very cool. All right. Phone rings and uh, Jane's, who's still, I think she's standing on the bridge of the, the helicarrier at this point. where they're <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're discussing uh, sort of the contingency of what's going to happen if she can't deal with uh, with Thor. And the phone rings and she has to excuse herself and she's like, oh, oh uh, uh trying to cover that it's not him. And he's like, when can I see you again? <laughs> Typical, you know, uh, man who's just enamored with her. Meanwhile, uh, across uh, the world, the shenanigans continue with a uh, Surtur who's trying to mack on the, the statue of Liberty and ends up melting <laughs> her arm off. And again, this is the point. What I said earlier on was the only reason that this works is because it's an alternate universe. Because as soon as I saw Surtur, I'm like, Really? Why did he show up to party? Because he's down to party. <laughs> <laughs> Again, as you said, Hank, if this if we think of it as this is the so got a large mug. The party yeah, really. The party universe, then I guess it's okay. Yeah, yeah. And then it, it sort of makes more sense. Yeah, it does. Uh and then we get a nice fly by shot of what I called uh, Mount Frostmore. <laughs> oh nice. Very yeah, yeah, yeah. Good bird place. Mount uh, Frostmore. And then we finally uh, get some uh, some some forward motion on the uh, the episode where Jane has finally uh, gotten a hold of Doctor Eric Selvig, who has basically given her control 
of uh, one of his satellites that is apparently pointed out into space, kind of monitoring uh, what's going on out there. And she basically rigs up an amplification device to try to attract the attention of Heimdall because they posit that if there is a Thor and he's the real Thor, that there must also be an Odin and a Frigga and a Heimdall. And Darcy says, and a what? Do we think this is what attracted Ultron? So, you know, that probably is. If it wasn't the energy of the Bifrost itself, because I don't know where and where, like time-wise speaking, has he been to Asgard yet? To a yeah. version of Asgard? The the version mm-hmm. of Asgard we see get destroyed? Right, right, right. I don't know. And maybe it's just as simple as like incoming signal, outgoing signal? Right. So she um, just broadcast anywhere. Well, this is what I, yeah, 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 yeah. Like if you yell loud enough, somebody's going to hear like, what, right, what? Right. Not and necessarily I, the person you want to hear. Yeah. Exactly. And then the question is, is it her or is it, you know, Darcy Lewis when she's like, well, the owner of the. <laughs> right. Which would even be more hilarious. Yeah. That's a great, I love that little bit of riffing there. So uh, Heimdall does the, uh, uh, the summoning and uh, pulls her over to Asgard through the Bifrost. And she's like, so about Thor. And he immediately jams the sword back into the Bifrost and, and starts looking, right? And of course, then puts you know Jane uh, over to uh, wherever Frigga has gone, so, pr- presumably somewhere on Asgard with her sister and and her other lady friends. A retreat. Who are uh, apparently uh, like to have a little bit of wine. <laughs> I think she called. Is that Chardonnay? And she's like, it's a seasonal. <laughs> Funny thing though, like with uh, Jane posturing, you know, if this is Thor yeah. and there's an Odin and whatever, yeah. they leave out Loki. Well, there you go, right? So, because like, if Norse mythology well, on Earth is still a thing there, but in this, but it wouldn't but be if it's because based on a fact, like it's supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, if the that's the that same, Loki's not Odin's son, right? Written into mythology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if Loki's never been to to Midgard, even as a frost giant, then maybe Loki does exist as a frost giant. It's just not explored in the in this this version yeah, of the yeah, Norse yeah. mythology. So, yeah, exactly. With Jane uh, coming face to face with Frigga. She kind of explains what's going on, and uh, Frigga is not happy because, as Thor says, wow, you must be using an awful lot of dark magic to do that, uh, as she basically says, whatever you're doing, I'm coming. And so immediately the tone, the tone changes, and uh, the fight with Captain Marvel stops, and now Thor is trying to convince everybody to help him clean up. But of course, you know, his closest pal, his closest pal, uh, Loki's like, no, man, I, we just got this thing. We're going to make the world's largest slingshot from the, from the St. Louis arch. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Frigga on her way does not look happy. But, you know, uh, as Captain Marvel says, listen, my only advice for you is to start in the corners and work your clean your way out. And he doesn't he's like, "Uh, uh, uh, uh." but finally, once things do get moving, things go fairly well. Surtur basically welds the arm of Liberty back on and they stand up Stonehenge and and they kind of fix everything that they broke, including the tower at Pisa. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, I think you went a little too far there, guy. I just laugh at the fact that, you know, children in history go from who built Stonehenge, we're not sure, to, oh, Thor did, and it was last week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. And then finally, uh, uh, Frigga, mom, shows up uh, in Italy, traveling by map, I might add as well. We get that like three or four times in the episode. 
And there it is, Thor there with the study group. And it's funny because study group also includes um, the Grandmaster is there. <laughs> Getting his learn on. Why? Because learning is magic, I think is what he says. And mom is, uh, you know, thoroughly impressed that that's happening. And you get this nice moment where Captain Marvel actually covers for him and she shows up with a tablet. She's like, oh, here's the stuff that you asked for. And I included a few documentaries or. It was a thing on human culture, I think it was. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah, thank you, thank you. And uh, as, the, as Frigg is like, okay, well, it's time to go. He's like, well, just a minute. And he uh, goes to summon Molnir, And uh, unfortunately, it is covered in the <laughs> debauchery of the night, <laughs> the night before. Like the, the trope when Superman <laughs> throws a baseball around the world and it comes back and it's got all the stickers. From yeah, that's for everywhere in the world. It's awesome. <laughs> I love that trope. <laughs> And then the cover is blown, and I can just see her taking him by the ear, and away they go. So meanwhile, you get uh, you get Jane and Darcy, who are now back out in the desert, gone back to their work, and there's a thump on the van, and basically knock, 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 and it's Thor who shows up with, you know, flowers and, and says, you know, you called my mom on me. It wasn't very nice, but I, I guess it was the right thing to do. And so then we get the line, and here's here's where we get the line where he talk, uh, they talk about the destruction of the planet, and uh, she says, you didn't really destroy a planet, did you? And uh, he tells her, he says, well, it was really more like an asteroid, and it was already breaking up, and we just sort of helped it along. Cool. Yeah. So again, that's Maybe one of those. Maybe part being on that, that world. I'm not sure. Lo- you know, the Loki world? Oh, uh, uh, um, damn it. From the series? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can't even think of it now. I can't place it either. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. The world that's already saying. blowing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe right. it was that place. <laughs> but she says, so no, she does follow it up to say, so nobody got hurt. And he's like, no. And then he says, even Gary the sheep made it home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then uh, we get the big closeout of our episode. And I mean, this is the, the big closeout. And here it comes um, in a what could have been a post-credit stinger, they just throw it in there as part of the regular episode. A portal opens up in the middle of the desert and out floats, uh, wow, it's, uh, it's the, the Ultron uh, Vision hybrid who basically says, oh, there is intelligent life on this planet. And uh, then the episode ends. Like, Great. surreptitiously just done. <laughs> so that my friends, was a quick run-through of uh, what if Thor were an only child. I will say this, it is the weakest of all the episodes in the entire series, if you ask me. Not saying that it's bad, but it is it is the weakest of them all. And yes, as much as the zombie episode was played for humor to keep to keep it from getting too serious, they overdid it, in my opinion, in this one. But still works as a good setup for uh, the next the next one. In a way, though, this one was kind of essential because, like, the last three yeah. were so dark. That's true. You kind of had to do something to balance that out and bring it back to a positive humor side. Yeah, I, I'll give you that for sure, for sure. You got any uh, final yeah. thoughts on that one, Hank? What do you think? Um, I, I mean, I liked a lot of the, the stuff. I, it's, it's, it's not the Thor that I like, but it... The reason Seabird's acting like that sort of justified it. And then, like you say, the campiness of the whole episode, it just as yeah. it snowballed almost at the control. Right. And it was really just, it's like telling a long-form joke, and the punchline is horrible, and the punchline is 
Well, it just keeps it just keeps punching. What I what I like to call ultra vision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that, that right. actually works. So uh, I guess that brings me to here. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're we're off. Uh, where are we now? We're down to uh, what if? Uh, yeah, it's what if Ultron won? I have a subtext to the title of this movie. It's like, what if we actually got the Age of Ultron from the comics? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because I mean, Age of Ultron was a great film and uh, everything, but it was un- sort of unfulfilled promise if you read the Age of Ultron comics because he literally takes out a galaxy. Oh wow. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Know, we well, why don't we? Why don't? Yeah, we'll touch on that, and then uh, you can break it down for us. Okay. okay. So Ultron, having taken the Mind Stone and visions of a Branium body, has defeated the Avengers and has launched a global nuclear holocaust, uh, killing most of humanity. When Thanos appears on Earth to complete the Infinity Gauntlet, Ultron bisects him and takes the rest of the Infinity Stones, using them to create a massive drone army. Uh, with which he wipes out almost all life in his universe. Ultron then hears the Watcher, discovering the existence of the multiverse and attacks the Watcher in his multiversal observatory. Meanwhile, Clint Barton and Natasha Romanoff survive Ultron's attacks and find a copy of Arnim Zola's mind in Siberia. They upload Zola into a drone body to try to destroy Ultron's hive mind, but it fails because Ultron has left their universe. Barton sacrifices himself to allow Romanov and Zola to escape from uh, the other drones. Ultron battles the Watcher across different universes and defeats him. The Watcher flees to Strange Supreme's collapsed universe to ask him for help while Ultron plans to conquer the multiverse. Heavy. Heavy. I call that heavy. Heavy. It's very heavy. Uh, so we, we start the episode with uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> start the episode with these guys, and um, I guess there's a couple of cool things going on. Um, it's there's we're not sure what's going on at this point. We haven't got the the preamble, but we know that we're in some sort of dystopian future. Yeah, uh, there's armies of Ultrons everywhere. Uh, there doesn't appear to be any like this. We're in a city at least that's abandoned. Right, and their banter suggests that they're two of the last people alive. Uh, Hawkeye's got an Ultron arm. I know there's a lot of talk about what kind of arm does he have, a Wakandan arm does he have. It's when you pause on one the, of the right drone version arms. of it, it's totally one of the drone arms. That makes sense to me. Uh, which almost veers too close to the Dark Knight's version of Green Arrow, an armless archer. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. But so um, they're headed to the Kremlin because they, uh, they're they pretty sure that what they need to defeat Ultron, inevitably, yeah. uh, is there. And I mean, there's some cool stuff. There's some really cool trick archery. There's some crazy... Uh, motorcycle physics uh, where it, it appears that maybe black widow has taken the super soldier formula because, because she's able to like decapitate ultrons with a bike. Well, you kind of wonder. <laughs> um, so she's, she's outperforming. She's good. I mean, she's really, really good in this. There's a, one of my favorite, like I'd like to draw it. It's a little later in the episode, but when she lands with the red guardian shield, Oh that, like, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Almost a nod to the film joke. Um, I love that image actually. The 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 cat pose or whatever the they call it. Yeah, yeah. Right, where the pose. She, with the shield yeah. dressed in her black but yeah. surrounded by the white snow. It's yeah, a very yeah, nice yeah. image. So let's see, we're headed to the Kremlin to find something to stop Ultron. And, and like say in this universe, Ultron uh managed to download into Vision's body. So we, we don't get uh, we don't get Jarvis's voice, we get um Ultron's voice played by yep. another actor. And um I, I just 
ultra vision fits so perfectly. Uh, that's just what I've been calling them. I don't know if anybody else is calling them that, but I, I love inventing these new names for these guys, doctors, Dr. Strange. And yeah, ultra yeah. Vision. Oh, it's pretty cool. Um, and so, and then we get into sort of the meat of, of, of what's happened and it's almost identical to the age of Ultron comic where, um, he's just destroyed the earth with nuclear weapons. Yeah. Uh, as a yeah and and we also get a war games reference oh my gosh here, yeah yeah uh where she, she references you know uh, would you like to play a game which is actually referenced in another yeah 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 uh, mcu movie where she basically says that as her and steve are looking for arnim zola in the first place oh that's right yeah yeah uh she in a missile silo like, yeah no i've seen it um, yeah yeah and the difference here is that uh, tony doesn't get the uh the virus in time and and those red dots are actually nuke strikes landing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you were to like be able to play that image, it just gets redder and redder and redder. And we we get a, a look, a little a shot of uh, General Ross's face. Yeah, because uh, it's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's over at the high. That's that's indicative of that it's over at the highest levels. It's There's the most no, humble he's ever been. <laughs> right. Um, you know, we we don't know who the president is in this world, so that's our top tier guy. I just in, presumed in it was uh, Morgan Freeman. Right, right, maybe. <laughs> right. If not if not God. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so yeah, that's that's just to let us know that it's actually over over. Uh, there's no shield, there's no government, there's no there's no Yeah, and there's then, nothing left. Luckily, uh two Avengers were in a Quinjet. That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, anyway, a few of them can fly. Um <laughs> <laughs> they decided so, not to. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So, uh, and so then they, then we're back sort of on track and we have to, uh, we have to find this object that we're, 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 uh, we're looking for. And, uh, where am I here? Destruction of most light. Oh, uh, you know, and also in a weird moment, I thought, so after Ultron is basically, uh, Ultra Vision has taken care of life on the, on the planet, except for, yeah, uh, two of them. Yeah. Um, Thanos steps through a portal, and I like. Oh, oh right, okay, right. Now it's on. Right? Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. Right, and then he cuts him in half, and I and I, and in this, I don't know if it's a nod to the Snoke thing from the Last Jedi. Yep. But I found this worse than that. Really? He's got five Infinity Stones. Yeah. And the other guy's got one. I think. And I just. I was like, at least there could have been a battle. Yeah. I was just going to say it, it's the opposite of what we got in the movie where there was all that hesitation. And when they finally did attack, it was too late because he'd had time to formulate his defense. I mean, that's possible too. And I mean, in this, Ultron takes what? A fraction of a second? That's interesting. Right. Well, done. Right. I mean, if the Avengers had have done that, maybe things would have been different. It's, I mean, it's very possible. Yeah. It's yeah. very possible. I, I, I do have a theory about Endgame, and I think that Carol Danvers could have actually tuned yeah and so i actually have a little problem with the fight that she has with, with him in this too. yeah okay um, sure but um so i mean he tunes thanos there's no two ways about it yeah um, <laughs> he, he, he he splits him in half which is uh also uh, it's not lost on me that his idea was to you know split everything evenly half nice yeah 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 <laughs> you know so that's that's not lost on me that she splits him or he splits uh thanos in, in yeah half. in half but then i mean then at that point it's actually just it's really over because he absorbs the, he doesn't even need the gauntlet, uh, just absorbs the stones into his armor. And yep. we have the, the infinity armor on ultra, uh, ultra vision. Yes. And, uh, he suddenly realizes that now that he's starting to tune into that cosmic level of, of, 
consciousness that yeah, he oh, yeah, yes. it's not refined yet, but he's tuning into it. And he suddenly realizes there are more worlds. It's a uh, whole bigger it's a, world it's out a there. Big ball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every handful is a new taste. Uh, so <laughs> then he starts to focus on, uh, you know, for the viewer, for the for the the fan, familiar places that we visited in the MCU. Right. And he lets Asgard have it. Right. But and first, he raises an up. army. Oh, that's right. Oh, he yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. The army out of, of the ashes because an archer and an assassin. You get that that them. horror movie trope or the, 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 that's right. the, you know, where like the, the, the big undead villain raises all the minor undead minions. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And it's also that nanotech that Tony had developed. For, you know, that, yes. that nanotech armor. He's, for he's the, really uh, for what were they called? The, the Iron Legion, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. Of armor around the world. Yeah, yeah. And so then he, I mean, he visits Asgard and does a Ragnarok straight up the same yep. explosion from Ragnarok. Yeah, kaboom. There. Um, he, he visits uh, Ego, I believe. He has, um, destroys the planet Ego or the living Ego. He, he goes to um, the Sovereign. Yep. Where we actually we actually get to see uh, Gamora, who's been just a no show in the whole series. Yeah, yeah, work. yeah. And uh, and and timelines start to get weird here too, because like we're uh, for this, it was strange to me that we just saw Thanos. Yep. Circa Age of Ultron. Yep. But now we're seeing Gamora. Uh, yes. Pot like well past that. Circa Guardians of the Galaxy Two. I presume that each each destination was a different universe. That they weren't all in the same universe, but I could be wrong on that one. Well, he doesn't leave his universe until he well, sees I, the watch. Until right? after the watch. Oh, that yes. does make sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Right. So well, poo poo on me. For whatever reason, I have a I have a huge problem with who did he sacrifice to get the Soul Stone? Oh, yeah, alive. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting one too. So well, top now, of that, how did he even I, find before, it? Right. Before I had paused, well, took it from Thanos. If all of these what ifs were no. from the same universe, just different timelines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, when the Red Skull is killed by Shuma Gorath, there's nobody to defend yeah. the Soul Stone. Right, so right, there right, is right. Just whoever shows up to get it gets it. Got it. That that makes I sense. Mean, yeah, I think. But the idea is that the the Red Skull became the character Death in that moment, and that yeah, previously to that, at, off camera the Red Skull had to defeat the character Death to become Death. Right, 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 right. So I I don't know. (laughs) That's crazy plot hole for me. Yeah. But I'm not sure. It does. Um, Yeah, now that you say that. We get more next episode, and I'm wondering if, yeah. um, As soon as I saw that, it's out of order. Yeah. It's out of order. It's true, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess that really. wipes out the Sovereign. I think that's where that uh, that missing episode comes into play, where that maybe that missing episode was before. And. Before right. this one, right? Or yes, it would. I think it would have to be. I don't think it would be part of the trilogy. I no, think it probably no, would yeah. have been episode outside seven. of that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Hard to say. We're we're gonna know next year for sure. Yeah, I hope that uh, they that they do do use it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I mean, he destroys the sovereign. He destroys Sakar. We get to see uh, uh, Korg in a last a last ditch effort. Yeah. You know, holding his own, um, and then finally Z- uh, Xandar. Uh, yeah, and uh, I guess Captain Marvel, uh, being the Nova homeworld there, d- decides to uh, to challenge him. And I thought, okay, here we go again. Like, this yep. is going to be, we're going to get what I thought we were going to get with Thanos. Right. We're get this now. And uh, and to a certain degree, we, we do. Uh, of all the characters in the MCU 
I have to say this version of Carol Danvers is one of the few characters that I like better than the comic version. Oh, cool. Um, so I, I really, I really, I, I, it's very controversial. I really enjoyed the Captain Marvel movie. Uh, and I, I really liked it as well. Brie Larson's performance as this character. Cause it's um, one of my favorite moments in Endgame is where she's like, Hey, Peter Parker. I just, there's something so genuine about that. Yeah. Just like uh, two Some dudes weird. meeting on the street. Right. Uh, and so, I mean, is she rich? And, and, and this is a Carol Danvers or a, or Captain Marvel that we understand understands her power here. Yeah. She's just immediate. She's not playing games, much like Vision wasn't playing games with Thanos, I guess. Yeah. But she takes him into the core of the planet. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and maybe maybe it is a hesitation thing here. It's uh, funny now but, that you say that because that was a line in my episode that I didn't even I didn't make the connection to because they actually talk about when Carol is going to take on Thor. The idea was they actually mentioned about driving him into the center of the planet and then they don't actually do that. She's like, well, if I if I take him to Siberia or the Mojave Desert, she's like, yeah, then I can just aim for Siberia. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Interesting. Um, And and so, I mean, he overpowers her, which I kind of think that uh, she's that cosmic level power that might, you know. It, I could go. It could go be either way. Should have been maybe a little closer. She destroys the planet, which assumedly destroys her. But I actually don't think so. So I might. I think we see her next season. That version in, of her in this timeline. Yeah, cool. Like in still fighting, uh, I think she's way too powerful for even a, a planetary explosion. I mean, she's in the core. <laughs> yeah, really. Right, hand to hand with a guy with six infinity stones. I mean, and we I don't just think that we her. just watched her absorb the lightning bolt of all lightning bolts. So you think that the. Right. Uh, whatever energy is is at the core of the planet, she should be able to, to dose on some of that. It might be enough to dose her into a binary form, too. That's what I mean. Like, Right, right. She becomes the, the herald of Galactus at some point. Yeah, uh, yeah. In, in, the, in the 616. And so I guess now that he's destroyed everything in, the, in this galaxy or this, this version of the universe, assumedly that's, that's what's happened, he gets a moment to, like, his, his purpose has been fulfilled for now. That's so right. Yeah. In that moment of peace, because that's what he's been, you know, he reverts back to the vision version of himself. He drops the helm. Yep. You know, and it, it's it's at this moment because he's not focused on his prime directive, which is destroy the chaos. Yeah. You know, bring yeah. yeah. Peace. Bring now order. Got peace. He he hits a new level of cosmic awareness, and that's why he can sense the Watcher in this. Yeah. Yeah. And the Watcher realizes that mid there, like he's so. Isn't there a line the, about there's there's more? Like where he just reflects, oh, there's more. Well, he turns around and he's right. like, I see you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's there? Right, and, and that's not possible. So the, the Watcher retreats out of like, goes back into his realm where this, this that's not possible. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's, yeah, that yeah. can't be happening. It's almost um, like a comedy week. He's like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Right, right. And then, and so you, we get to see him for the first time step out of character, if you will, because he's always been stoic above everything and stoic and very few words words and now you almost see him panic yeah and so he then decides that i think this is the part where oh yeah the watcher decides that this is the point where there's only one hope and that hope relies back on that version of earth that we had seen in the opening where uh nat and clint were trying to uh battle ultron anyway yeah 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 so then we return to uh we return to the Kremlin ostensibly and we get a scene of them walking through, you know, a warehouse full of crates. And then again, like, just like the last episode, another nod to Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, you know, 
we've got a few good men on it. <laughs> uh, he even so says, isn't he? He says, or have you, have you seen, uh, have you right, not they, seen Raiders? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They totally reference it. Um, and so they're looking for some file, and we don't know what they're looking for, but they've been looking for hours. Hawkeye is done. That might be the most honest sort of portrayal of his character in the whole. You know, he says it several times. He just cashes in at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And here there's a thing, Owatu, or actually, well, the Watcher, <laughs> yep. um, is talking directly to them. And he's referencing out loud, I can't intervene. I should intervene. But I, I can't I can intervene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, he can't. There's no way that he can yep. because they don't have cosmic awareness. I right. sort of feel that when he's exerting his level of watcherness, yeah. these, these people can't intervene. Like they're just not on that plane. So what happens here is either luck or serendipity. And I mean, the Death Star plans are not in the main computer. Yeah. A, a great legacy line across boundaries there. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Realistically, he, I don't want to fight anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not frustrated. I'm done. And, uh, and uh, Watcher has a line, or sorry, I keep saying that, but Watcher has a line here that's really good. He's like, no, you, you can't give up. You're human. Yep. Uh, hope against all odds is what you do. Yeah, uh, a broad stroke about the entire human race, which I thought was pretty cool. Right, mm-hmm. right. And it's and it's a theme in the, in the comics, too. It's always what triumphs over galactic crazy abilities to eat galaxies and stuff is always yeah, yeah. human willpower. Yeah, it's always this esoteric thing that you can't put in a box, and it's this our our or the the beings of the six one six's ability to, you know, want to be alive more than you or want or like this sort of sovereignty. Sure, the, sure. During um during uh, it, so. I was gonna say during Infinity War, you know, uh, I guess Infinity War slash Endgame. The question was, you know, who is Clint Barton if his family is dead? And so right. now this this is like who is Clint Barton if everybody is dead, right? And he's got the Ronan haircut. Yeah. When the bombs go off and there, his he's, he says Laura. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. His yeah. Head is with his family. It's not. So he's done. Done. And and doesn't understand what are we fighting against? What do we keep fighting against? Yeah. Let's just you know. It's and one so thing. That's really, a very human. Yeah. 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 Thing, like to, very human. To lose your family and then it, to see him come back because there's a chance they can get everybody back. You know, and I mean, even Ronan to some degree, the Barton Ronan was still out there doing it, albeit in a twisted way, because there were still criminals that needed that somebody need somebody need to pay. And, and you uh, got to remember, I mean, even though it's off camera, yeah, uh, the character of Hawkeye started out as a as a Hydra agent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so they they, you know, whether it's the the uh, will of the force, if you will, or sure. the, the, the silent urgings or the. Uh, of the watcher that hope beyond hope actually happens. And it's the widow who doesn't give up and she checks that last box. And lo and behold, Arnim Zola is a file inside that box. And it the, never even a, we all recognized from watching the movies. Never even occurred to me that, that they were going to go that way. Yeah. Never saw this one coming. That's, yeah. That's a great twist. That's a great twist. Actually a oh. little bit like handing, you know, going from really bad to worse. I, the second I thought we're going to, put his consciousness in Ultron and went, you're actually creating a way worse yeah, well, monster. Yeah. <laughs> how, how much of a worse monster is yeah, 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 yeah. killing universes? Like, holy cow, we're going to get into like only universes full of white people, maybe. Yeah, that yeah, be, yeah. That's yeah. very dangerous. <laughs> like, you know, the uh, the connotations of a Hydra agent doing like these 
cosmic level things yeah, in the yeah, universe yeah. rather Ugh. than a cold and calculating kind of evenly distributed computer no exactly um, yeah so uh luckily uh they find a computer oh I, I guess they they go all the way to siberia they do and they um but is that it yeah no wait a second. they also find something else in those boxes too though did i miss one you did oh go ahead Oh, that's right. I did. Hmm. It's in my notes, but I skipped. Red Guardian uh, Shield. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah, and the, and that's sort of where you get the uh, the idea that that Clint is exasperated because that doesn't even make you know the, the she's trying to joke, uh, give you a hand at the beginning with the with his his uh, the robot arm. armed arm. Yeah, yeah. And now the shield, and this is a great uh, moment too because the, it you know it sets up that visual that I like, and then you get to act. She builds yep. the shield pretty pretty well too. Like it. It's a good look. I like yeah. it. Where am I here? I'm lost. Sorry. Oh, the chart down the line. Found the oh, uh, uh, so computer they actually found a computer. And uh, luckily, Clint's got a, a, a USB arrow that has enough room on it to hold the entire consciousness of a space Nazi. I just want to say, and, uh, I just want to say, um, of course, he's got a USB arrow. Uh, <laughs> well, at least they're letting him have the trick arrows. <laughs> right. Right. And so it, it works. He downloads the... Uh, consciousness or his the, the sum of uh, you know his uh his arnim zolaness into the uh into the arrow and then the uh the ultrons show up and, and in a dramatic moment clint gets off a shot pegs one right in the eye the preeminent archer yep and uh it begins to download and it, it actually works faster than they thought it would and widow being astute doesn't trust new ultron uh, uh ultra, Zo- ultra yeah Zola. yeah <laughs> And takes the legs <laughs> off the robot, so it limits his ability to, you know. Uh, and instantly, after, you know, uh, you know, contact in three, two, one, and instantly all the punching at the door, much like that episode yes. of uh, Mandalorian, yes. stops. And they're like, oh, did we win? And it's that moment of like, okay, now what? Now we're going to have to fight a new guy? What's going to happen here? And then the punching starts again. And uh, sort of the punchline now, you, they begin to understand this is a bigger problem because we're not connected to the central sort of hive mind. And she's like, what does that mean? And he's like, he's not anywhere in the visible universe. Yeah. Uh, And then we cut to a cosmic, crazy cosmic level fight sort of in the watcher's realm where they're just wielding all crazy power. And we've never seen the watcher wield power, but there's a little bit of toe to toe there uh, until the uh, ultra vision smashes through reality and pushes uh, uh, the watcher out into one of the universes yeah yeah and it's it's kind of neat that like it shatters like glass like the opening of the show but as they fall that hole remains open it does yeah i think that might be important moving forward according this, to the uh, head writer it is going to be holes all over the place i, I love right. the uh yeah i don't know what you call it we call it the what watcher armor what, what do you want to call it the the so the mental got, suit or whatever it is we got that power up shot right the so that outline so i mean dawning some I got like what? Because the outline was very Kang esque. And so, well, this is uh, this is the. Do we have the shot of the, the, the comic do. book shot? We do. Yeah. So, and now this this actually changes a few things in my head because we might have just defined our watcher uh, cool. in a more specific sense. So this is Aaron the Renegade, and he's actually the nephew of a Watu, which is the six one six watcher that we're all right, familiar right, right. with. Yeah. Uh, Watu, uh, because of what he does with the Fantastic Four and fear, interferes with Galactus, has to go to the Watcher homeworld. So that's another thing that there's a, there's a there's a planet that these people inhabit. Although they 
they exist outside the multiverse yep. in their offices. There's a yep. planet that they all live on. Assumedly, Ultron has destroyed that as well. But this armor is uh, the armor of Aaron, Aaron the, the Renegade, because he's actually hiding from all the other Watchers. He's posing as this other being, although his head looks identical. Wow. Love comics in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, now I'm Superman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I think that and oh, I'm sorry, let me back up a bit. So uh, Owatu has to go home to his home world where he has to face trial. For, yeah, yeah. And, and so there's a there's no one watching Earth right now. So they give the job to uh, his nephew and his nephew is like becomes obsessed with the Fantastic Four even more than Owatu. Yeah, he, uh, he infiltrates them. He clones them. He has the two Fantastic Fours fight. He realizes his mistake. And then Owatu comes back to be his mentor and teach him how to watch the uh, Earth properly. But the armor is a super strong indication that that this isn't Uatu, right. that it is his nephew, who's the interim guardian of Earth through the multiverse. Just a thought. Across that whole fight, and I don't know where it is in in the in the in the framework of the episode, but there's this there's some dialogue between the Watcher and Ultron about a uh, level of power, and the Watcher throws this line at him like, "Your programming can't even conceive." The power of my will. Yeah. And yet, right. and uh, yeah. apparently it can. <laughs> apparently it can. Apparently it can. Um, let's see here. We got to... Um, we do get a really oh. heartbreaking echo moment, though. Oh, the... Uh, Where the, uh, the Ultrons are getting ready to burst through Hawkeye's little that's energy right. field. That's right, right, yeah. And he's hanging on, whereas... You know, similar to Endgame. Yeah, yeah, yes. where uh, he gets the sacrifice this time. Yeah. He falls, yes. Yeah. And yeah. he just says, I'm done, but I'm going out fighting. Yeah. And he's got an arrow he probably should have used hours ago. <laughs> Some crazy <laughs> nuclear weapon arrow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but this leads to so, your favorite shot of her doing that pose. That's right. The so pose, she, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jumps out of the, yeah. So that's in the snow, the black costume, the, the uh, red guardian shield. It's a nice shot. Probably safe to say that uh, the Yelena Belova so version is never going to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, right? Or they could double down on it. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> After she's Maybe made fun of it for an entire so movie. Now the, uh, right. Well, Ultron is punching the Watcher through realities, and they're flying through from one reality to another. And this one, right. I, I sort of think is a nod to Mustafar. You're not the I only one. shot earlier, but... It was focusing on the the sort of the Vader esque tower in the background, but and you were like, yeah, maybe, but the bridge and but I didn't have this image with all the lava falls. And the, no, know, yeah, so yeah. I even I even think more that it's a nod to uh, to Mustafar. The, the, I think that one of the images is Kang's uh, pyramid. The um, uh, the popular uh, comic book explanation for this one is it's Muspelheim. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> one of the realms. Yeah, nice, very cool. And then uh, the. Um, the forge, I didn't get a shot of it, but the forge where Thor, uh, the dwarf, the, the, the dwarf, Nidavellir, Nidavellir, yeah, Nidavellir is in one of the the images briefly too. Yeah, but we actually see the Watchers like he's now they're, you know, when cosmic beings have a fist fight, it's you know you understand that these punches would break planets. So and he's like he's blocking with his hands, he's throwing rights, he's headbutting Ultron, he's yeah holding his own. When suddenly Ultron is the size of a, of a, of a 
galaxy uh, i guess more yeah and and i think everybody in the world thought that suddenly why is galactus here suddenly oh, what's, what yeah, is yeah. going on uh we have we have drawn the ire of galactus i mean I, i'm looking I at mean, that he's image and he's got the horns I, I don't know what's going on there that thing looks like this uh, i mean to me that's an entire galaxy you right. know like the whole swirling right. thing yeah gonna right. take a so, bite out of the milky yeah. way yeah he takes, uh, and maybe this is the idea that we're going to take the world eater and trump that as yeah. much as we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he takes a bite out of this galaxy. Oh, and then so uh, because of that, the uh, the washer falls through a portal and lands in a in another universe that lands in the uh, sort of the classic Marvel New York City right in Times Square. Yep. But clearly now his powers are diminished, and I don't have a shot of this, but regular people are now yes cell phone photos of this like guy what? The street. and as ultron appears you see on the screen in uh you see uh steve rogers president rogers president of the United yeah States. good for you steve and i'm and i'm wondering if this isn't the captain carter universe where oh, you know uh, that we saw in the first episode right where uh, they they find Steve Shield at the end. I'm gonna go on a limb and say it's not, only because that version of Steve Rogers should be much smaller. You would maybe you would think. Do you think that yeah. they buffed him no, up? Yeah, actually, I, but I, if I, we're I, yeah, I if we're out of time, like out of time context here, yeah. it's possible based on I the cutscene of the last episode. Or yeah, but the, I mean, uh, the, I'm just saying yeah. that version of Steve Rogers. Yes, he survived, but I mean that version of Steve Rogers never received the Super Soldier Serum, and that guy in that image is far more filled out than right. the little scrawny kid from Brooklyn. Well, maybe I'm getting my episodes wrong. It might even be the uh, the universe where Widow is dead. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, yeah. Too, later on. One last pitch battle and Ultravision appears to be gaining the upper hand. Uh, and yeah, pounding him there. And there's a part where he grabs his sort of skull and uh, it's like begins cracking and the, you know his power is ebbing. And then with one last sort of thing, he retreats. Like he just whoop, blinks out yep. of existence. Ultron has the super villain line. Uh, you can run, you can watch, you can do whatever you want, but I see everything. Yeah. And then we find out where the watcher went, which is the sort of last ditch effort. Into the pocket dimension created Into by the pocket dimension to see Dr. Strange. Yeah. And uh, they, they have a moment, which maybe, maybe speaks to the redemption of, of Dr. Strange here where he's like, you're going to make me say it. And, uh, and they they have a moment back like they they may have talked for longer than we saw them talk. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Maybe they talk a lot. Uh, you're gonna make me say it. I need your help. Cut to black as the uh, little pocket universe fades into the distance. Yeah, and then so now you get this uh, sense of like by now you know like okay the finale of the show is gonna be sort of the the what's the word I'm looking for the culmination of what we've built up in the last two episodes. And, uh, you know, at this point I'm like, had no, had no idea really up until, you know, these episodes, I actually thought that everything was just standalone. I had no idea that they were going to link it all together, but going into the third episode and now having seen it, no surprise that they've wrapped this together with a neat little, uh, MCU style bow, (laughs) just like they did over 20 years of. Everything is yeah. connected. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the '90s version of the "What If" comic or ten years, I should say, with this exact same thing. Yeah, uh, which was the Watcher hand picking people from the adventures that had been in the run. Yeah, to battle uh, a multiverse breaking. You know, and actually, they're running with this currently 
in the in the MCU. They have the Avengers of the Multiverse. I think I might have spoke a little bit about the the um, Tony Stark is the Invincible Ant Man. Oh wow, uh, that's a different yeah, take. He invented the Ant Man, the Pym technology, or something. Oh, or whatever. really? So what do they call him? And, Stark uh, particles. He's, he's not a Starkticles. He's not a weapons dealer. He's an archaeologist. Oh my god! Totally different kind of take on things. Indiana Stark actually in the comic now. Oh wow! Uh, the character of Captain Carter. Um, I haven't gotten into it yet, but I'm going to check it out. But it's uh, Avengers of the Multiverse, and this is what they're That's doing. That's interesting. Now. And it's, is it it's a direct like? Is it a direct tie into the show? Like, is it meant no, to but serve as that? Feige is in charge of everything now. Yeah, I don't know if you guys like, it was sort of similar to the um, Dave Filoni thing. He's been yeah. in charge of the comic book company for a long time, but people didn't really realize oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. And so the, the, their stars are starting to align. Right. Right. So they're starting. They're they're, they're at a point now where they they have to generate new comic stories to generate new. And, gotcha. And they're more intertwined than they've ever been. Oh, we've talked about that before with the, uh, you know, the full circle moment of the the comic books have informed the movies, which are now informing the comic books, you know, just with the the way characters now are drawn, the way they look. What you're getting now is a Star Wars style story group where they're maintaining strict continuity and stuff like that. You couldn't have said that any better. I was thinking that very same thing where, you know, continuities are now interconnected across multiple mediums. Right. I mean, and you can watch all the Star Wars and enjoy them for what they are. Yeah. Um, you could even watch just the animated series and enjoy them for what they are. Yes. But there's like, and I, I realize for the average viewer, it's overwhelming because there's novels, there's comics, there's children's books that have canon stuff in them that you would yeah, never yeah, you yeah. Know, imagine reading in a million years. But there's little children's books that have snippets of story that's important. And so if you if you really want to dive into the whole thing, it's it's like, more expansive than Lord of the Rings ever even dreamt of yeah, being, and it's yeah, almost an accident. Yeah. Right? And and Marvel is very, very much. DC as well. I get credit where credit's due. These are big, expansive mythologies. Yeah. And they, they eclipse, like, far. Like, they, they're so depth. Like, when you talk about, like, a Spider-Man comic that has five volumes, and three of those volumes have 800 issues. Yeah. There's, no, like, you know, we don't have to tell original stories every time. We can go crazy. And I think that what what if is is doing is letting them know that they can do standalone, disconnected, one shots. Yeah, yeah. And that it's not going to screw up everything. And I think Visions, uh, Star Wars Visions, is the same sort of idea. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that people will enjoy and watch and and can disconnect from that. I, I will say this now, having uh, wrapped on on what if. Uh, we haven't gotten to the last episode yet, but the show itself has now aired all of its episodes. And I, and I will say this, that I can definitely see now the, the deliberation and the intention of release order, WandaVision, Falcon, the winter soldier, Loki, then what if, because you could not, you couldn't lead with this and expect the buy-in from the casual viewer. Like what, what the hell just happened? You needed a show like no. like uh, WandaVision to start if you look at, cracking that that eggshell, and then Loki to fully uh, to more explain absolutely. it. And now it's much easier for for a viewer to buy in. Yeah, if you look at the uh, cinematic the timeline cinematic timeline order yeah. on Disney Plus, yeah, um, Loki happens first. Does it really? What if happens before WandaVision? Yeah, that's weird. That Falcon and the Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier is the last thing to happen. Funny that they put it out uh, that like way. Our last moment. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's funny that they yeah. put it they I put it COVID that way. Mucked with the order of things, I think. I'm yeah. sure it did, but you uh, know But that's if you look at the cinematic order, that's the order of things. That's uh, weird because I feel it actually Loki works better the way I explained it. Loki breaks <laughs> the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, interesting. Loki breaks the timeline and yeah. then all these things cascade out of that. One division I is guess so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I that's why I, I have a strong inclination that those children are her children from a different timeline. Interesting. And that's why the the leaked Doctor Strange plot is is wanda heavy and so can uh, we go has... can we go real heavy for a minute here on that mm. so if there's a version of uh ultra vision around there do you think that's the gateway that ultra vision is going to meet white vision and that's going to be the restoration of our vision I, I mean it's quite possible they're moving forward with that the idea of a captain america iron yeah. man uh, like the legacy characters yeah. moving away into that second iteration of the Avengers, which was, yeah, yeah. Which was Vision and Wonder Man and yep. Tigra and yeah, like yeah, yeah. Ant-Man. And, you know, so they're sort of moving into that. They're also moving heavily into the Young Avengers. Uh, yes, I know that for they're, sure, they're, for sure. we're going to be bringing in uh, in the Doctors. She's already been cast, and, and it's, no, it's no secret. It's not a spoiler. I guess if you've never read anything about the Multiverse of Madness, it is. But um, So then forgive me. Plug your ears. But uh, the the character of America Chavez, yeah, uh, is is in that movie, and the, the the leaked sort of script or plot line is that Doctor Strange is trying to protect her as they flee through multiverses, as Wanda is trying to absorb her power. Oh wow! So that she can bring her children back oh, to life wow. or find the multiverse where. So she's not even a bad guy, but she has ill intent. And, yeah. And uh, if you know anything about America Chavez in the comics, uh, she's been around since 2011. She is a crazy, uh, crazy, um, powerful character, a young, um, young Hispanic girl. And basically, she's she's Miss America, um, an iteration of Captain America, if you will. But okay. like Superman level power. Oh, and wow. Also the ability to just step through into other universes. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's like crazy. Crazy power. Well, what do you say? Should we uh, crack on with the third or the ninth and final episode? I suppose we should. Okay, so we're we're moving on. We are. Back to our <laughs> regularly scheduled program. Um, for those of you who haven't, uh, just in case you're wondering why uh, we look different this week, it's because we had a catastrophic failure of our, of our, uh, our computer. So we are back to uh, my old uh, laptop, which uh, it may or may not be... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's allowed us to continue. How about that? <laughs> All right, moving We're still on. Going. We're going to move on now. We're going to talk about uh, what if the Watcher broke his oath. So this is it. This is the final episode of the series, at least for uh, season one. So the Watcher recruits a strange Supreme without uh, sour cream and chives. Captain Carter, Star-Lord T'Challa, Party Thor, Black Panther, Killmonger, and a uh, Gamora variant who killed Thanos from their respective universes to battle Ultron. They travel to a universe uh, lacking intelligent life to prepare, but Thor accidentally draws Ultron's attention. T'Challa steals the Soul Stone from Ultron, and Strange summons a horde of zombies as a distraction while the team escapes to Ultron's home universe, where they are then joined by Natasha Romanov. Ultron overpowers them until Romanoff, with Carter's help, shoots Ultron with an arrow containing Arnim Zola's mind. Zola erases Ultron from the inside, while Killmonger takes Ultron's armor and the Infinity Stones. Zola, now controlling Ultron's body, fights Killmonger for the stones. 
Strange and the Watcher seal Zola and Killmonger in a pocket dimension, which Strange agrees to watch over. The Watcher returns Strange, Carter, T'Challa, Gamora, and Thor to their respective universes. Romanov refuses to return to her ruined universe, so the Watcher brings her to the universe in which the Avengers candidates were assassinated, where she helps defeat Loki in a mid credit scene. Carter and her universes, Romanov discovered that the Hydra Stomper armor with someone inside. True. All true. All true. I saw it. So, uh, <laughs> all true. Yeah, this one is like star studded. So Big time. Yeah. There's only a handful of people that didn't return for their roles in this one, but more returned than not. We've got uh, GSP came back one more yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Come back for Batrock. We open this one. We're on, uh, on route, as it were, in the same time frame as it would have been for winter soldier yeah winter soldier but uh we're en route to the lumerian star the boat yes yeah the boat. yeah yeah and we get captain carter going over the mission parameters and we do see that bat rock is back again that's right and uh this is parallel to what we saw in the winter soldier but and things play out kind of similar yeah like Black Widow is still bantering with Captain Carter. Yeah, but, yeah. But this time it's like, well, what did you think of Bernard in accounting? Oh, yes. And she's like, no, nothing ever good uh, came from the words Bernard in accounting. Something about what are you doing this weekend? Yeah. Implying, you know, like she's like Steve Rogers who yeah. sits home alone and yeah. doesn't do anything. And then she hits her with the, well, what if his name was Steve? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And she's like, oh, and just when I thought we were getting to be pals. <laughs> so uh, get on the ship and they start taken down people same as the winter soldier but then captain carter is caught off guard when uh the watcher appears in the sky yeah and he's like you have been chosen breaks up the fight between her and batrock yeah but yeah. but it's curious does he even see does batrock see i, I don't think i don't think so her. either no because she's like do you not see that behind you what so uh she gets chosen and then we shift gears and we yeah. go back to the Dairy Queen where we last saw Peter Quill oh, meeting up yes. with Ego. Yes, yes. And the world bloom is already in place, but the Ravengers have showed up to Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. To deal with it. That's only gonna take a thousand years. Yeah. He's like, Don't worry about it. But uh T'Challa comes in and he actually saves Peter Quill. Star Lord saving Star Lord. It is yeah. Star Lord saving Star Lord. And he takes both side. And he's like, you know, you just wait here. We'll deal with this. Yeah. And I love this line from the Peter Quill actor because he says, uh, okay, I'll just hang back with a giant baby man cape dude. <laughs> yeah. So in this part, yes, Quill can see the Watcher. Yeah, because uh, at this point now, Peter's just accessed his- uh, True, his, his ego- Celestial, celestial powers. And, yeah, yeah. So uh, the Watcher again, you know, Star-Lord, you have been chosen. Yeah. T'Challa Star-Lord, anyway. And then, again, we jump ship, and this time we find ourselves on Nidavellir. Nidavellir, yes. Where they are currently melting down the Infinity Gauntlet. And this is the episode that didn't happen. Right. This is the version of Tony Stark that we would have explored. Would have explored. Yeah. Uh, according to some websites, the orig it was originally supposed to be one of the ten. But it was held as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic yep. and production delays that came with it. Yeah, yeah. So it was supposed to feature Gamora and Iron Man teaming up on Sakaar, and we're hoping it'll still be in season two. I uh, go a little further than that. Um, some of the, the, the breakdown that I was kind of looking it over was that, as we had already discussed, this version of Tony Stark 
did not make it back through the the the, the hole and ends up adrift in space and he ends up Juan going Sakar. to Sakar. and if you look there's a shot of that armor that we were talking about before when you uh, there's a, sh- a scene in the in the episode where you can see the front side of it and it's very much in Looks the, like the Hulkbuster armor. yeah but it's also very much in the Sakaran style like you know how the Hulk was wearing the the fancy war paint Yes. But the similar stylings on the uh, the armor suggesting that, you know, if Tony Stark could build a suit of armor in a cave in Afghanistan, it's no far stretch that he could build a new suit of armor. What could he build with, with that junk pile with on Sakaar and tech, right? Yeah. So Tony ends up in the Tournament of Champions, and that's how he ends up meeting Gamora, because she's already the champion. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or some version thereabouts. But uh, as they're pondering how to put a suit of armor around the world. Across uh, the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Watcher shows up and he's like, I choose you. And Stark's like, you know, we're going to kick your butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, no, not you, Not Stark. you, Stark, yeah. So it, at least they didn't kill him this time. No, that's so true. So. Uh, Can we go back one slide just for a second? Yeah. I want to point this out. This one, uh, this is for you, Hank. And for anybody else who's listening, anybody notice how stylistically that suit of armor resembles a cyclone from a robotech <laughs> very yeah, much absolutely even down to uh there's like a, a transformer there's a close-up of the arm the arm has uh, three claws on it i'm like it's like a saber cyclone hmm. <laughs> anyway that's just me nerding out going ah. wow that that might be influenced that way well probably but uh once he picks up gamora then we shift off gears again and we head to wakanda and we find Shuri and Pepper getting ready to storm in there and take out Killmonger. Yeah, so this is where you start putting it together that, oh, these are all the universes we've visited That we've before. so far visited, yeah, yeah and left, yeah. like, unresolved things. This is the, the war between Wakanda and the United States. Yeah. And now the women are trying to uh, Fix settle it. it. Yeah. And uh, before they can get there, though, the Watcher appears and he chooses Killmonger. Yeah. And this one kind of threw me off because, like, the rest of them, you know, he's he's picking heroes. Why the villain? Why the villain? I don't and know. It, I mean, it makes sense later, but at this point, it didn't make any sense to me. Also because Michael B. Jordan's a pretty good actor. <laughs> yes. We need more of him. We do. Then we shift gears and we find the uh, Ultron invasion in full swing in Las Vegas. Yeah. And as the Watcher appears to talk to Thor, you know, he's focused completely on taking out Ultrons and he's like, you know, I had plans. I was going to wash. I was going to do my hair. I was supposed yeah, to date yeah. her. There my was la- going to be flowers and candles. My Lady Jane. <laughs> this, I think this is like the first comedy beat because the Watcher can't get a word in edgewise. He's like, Thor. 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 He's uh, like, Thor. come on, Thor. Thor. Th- pay attention. I'm up here. And uh, finally, he just, you know, reaches down and grabs him. Yeah. And then you and, get the Ned Flanders. <laughs> yeah. And he just, ah, the whole time. <laughs> continuing screaming until he finds himself in a pub and then he finally looks around and it's like uh oh oh but uh, they arrive in the pub and uh the watcher lays it on i'm like you know i've chosen you guys you are the last hope yeah and they're like what you want us to save the universe and he's like no i want you to save all universes yeah it's a little more than that yeah and he dubs them the guardians of the multiverse and but thor he's like no this has got to be a prank and uh, right. he opens the door. He's like, no, nah, I'm just going to go now. Yeah. And then uh, and know, he almost gets sucked out. Ned Flanders it one more time. Yeah. <laughs> almost gets sucked out, but he pulls himself back in. And 
the watcher lays it on him, you know, here's what you're up against. And we find out, you know, ultra vision as Hank has dubbed him. Yeah. He's got all five or all six stones. And then he gives him the lowdown on the stones and Dr. Strange is tending bar. So he gives him all beers. And yeah. 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 Let's have a drink. And, uh, more comedy beats. Thor is like, uh, is there another universe that, you know, interdimensionally delivers Chinese? Yeah. <laughs> There's the line is like, I've uh, got a rumbly in my tongue. Uh, where uh, Strange says to the watcher, he's like, you pick them. <laughs> and it pays off later too, though. But they're like, you know, how are we going to destroy these and Gamora? See, and I thought all this comedy was a little bit. A little forced. bit too much? By by the same token, though, it's a lot. Yeah, like it reminded me of the, like. I was going to say it's a little more tame than uh, episode uh, seven. Hmm. Yeah. It's just that the tone is so dark and that like everybody seems to, I guess maybe they don't understand the stakes, but even the watcher appears to be taking it lightly. Yeah. 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 But uh, Thor asks just how we're going to destroy them. And uh, in a similar fashion to when they whipped out the Hadron Collider. In yes. the galaxy. She, yeah, yeah. Gamora pulls out uh, the infinity <laughs> crusher. So let's let's just talk about that for a second because it took me a second to realize that there's a reason why we're seeing this on Nita Valir. It's because what's his name? The dwarf made it. Uh, El Eltry. El- I can't remember his name. I have it here somewhere. Because at first I'm like, where does she get a device like that? I'm like, oh wait, the guy who can make you know god killing yeah. weapons just made an infinity stone crushing machine. Peter Dinklage, anyway. Right. That was kind of, for me, it was a lot like uh, bat shark repellent. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like plot armor when you need it, I guess. But yeah, uh, anyway, they, they formulate their plan. They get sent off to uh, the world that has no intelligent life left on it. Yeah. And uh, Doctor Strange starts throwing out, you know, protection spells. And he loses a bit of control here. And we get to see some of the demons coming out. And Captain Carter, he's in all like, what happened to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, and, and this is why, you know, I agree that he's reconciled himself and he's back on the side of angels. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, same thing that happened to you, love. Yeah. And uh, they end up, you know, well, this is their 300 night, you know, let's, you know, rest up, have yep. a good meal and we'll be ready for it. And he, again, magically whips out the drinks and uh, then they go on to Dr. Strange, he, true to his name there, he gives a dark, dark toast. <laughs> and it's all about like the end of the world and meeting death. And and then T'Challa with the save. <laughs> and he's like, let me take it from here. And uh, of course, Thor, you know, smashes a glass and lets off a celebratory thunderbolt. Yeah, yeah. And this gains the attention of Ultron. So just just like in episode seven with the uh, thunderbolt of uh, thunderbolts. Yeah. And he's like, oh, there is life here. So uh, he is on his way. But Doctor Strange decides, you know, we're going to juice you guys up, give them all protection spells. Right. And he says, you're going to feel this, but it'll be worth it. So they all get a little bit of uh, protection stuff. And then they set into motion the plan. Gamora and Killmonger, they jump through a portal to wait or await the arrival of one of the stones. And Thor immediately break in plan. He just says, I know what to do. Yeah. And he fires a lightning bolt straight at him with the battle cry of Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> but uh, Ultron, he, he takes it all. And 
He says, I've never heard that battle cry before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and probably never will again. <laughs> no. But uh, he ends up bringing the mountain down around them. And I'm 90% sure this is a nod to Empire, but he's like, all too easy. Oh, the Vader line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the protection spells worked, and they pop out from under the rubble, and Thor commences to fire Molnir at him. Yeah. But... Uh, Doctor Strange, he casts like a multiply spell. I really, really liked this and it, yeah, scene. It was it super splits cool. It splits or multiplies it, and it, he's yeah. getting hit from every angle. But this is just a distraction because Captain Carter and T'Challa are coming in from behind. Right. And we get to awesome. see her just dive bombing with the shield out like a missile. And even this isn't the full thing. No. It's good, though, to see that, you know, that the... Even though that Ultron is such a uh, almost omnipotent foe that, you know, they're getting their licks in. Yeah. Like he still hasn't fully attained that cosmic awareness. But uh, for a second, though, we do get to see, I don't know if it's by accident or whatever, but we do kind of get a worthy cap moment as she grabs a hold of Molnir. Oh, right. And flies back down to the ground. Yeah, yeah. But uh, in the meantime, uh, T'Challa has landed on the back of Ultron. Yes. And we think he's just there to let off a couple shots, but no, it's a sticky figures play from yeah, yeah. Uh, his episode. Exactly. And he gets a hold of one of the gems. Never doubt sticky fingers. That's right. <laughs> so they've got the gem and they're making their way back. But uh, Doctor Strange, he fully unleashes the dragons on Ultron. I find this, uh, and it, we've got a, t- a taste of it with the uh, the Shumagorath tentacle hands coming out that, you know, he can unleash you know, portions of his chimeric form sort of at will. Yeah. Ultron almost brushes this one off, like as powerful as it is. Yeah. And finally he takes notice that a stone is missing. Right. And Dr. Strange conjures another one and he opens a portal above him and we get to see the return of our zombies. Right. First one out the hole. Captain America. Captain America. Yeah. Followed by Falcon and Hawkeye. Yep. Which as cool as it is to see them, did they pull themselves back together or did they get pulled prior Different time. to the episode? I, I think it's a, yeah, I think, the, I mean. Because both Falcon and Captain America were half the men they used to be. Well, I mean, this is Thor from the, the episode where Ultron just showed up. So certainly there's something that happened after that episode that we didn't see. Yeah. That the Watcher's gone and plucked him out from before then. That's quite possible. You know, talking about, uh, he's still thinking about the party and, and. And I guess technically he's got, Doctor Strange has his time stone. So uh, that's true. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's an influence there. But uh, Thor is quick to be like, oh, zombies. Those are great. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's not the zombies. It's what came with them. Came with them. And we get the return of uh, Zombie Wanda. And she hits him full force with her chaos magic. But uh, Ultron just dusts this one off too. Yeah, it's weird because we get to see fear in the eye of a zombie. Yeah, and that was interesting. Where the 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 realization of, and that I guess that ties back to what we were talking about before, like breaking the trope with the zombies retaining their their intellect and yeah, and their and powers. Their, the recognition of like what that didn't do anything. Yeah, because she hit him with all she had. And, yeah, but we uh, we jump universes and uh, Captain Carter in a almost a comedy moment. She gets bounced around the portal. Oh, and I she's know, like, yeah. Bollocks, bollocks, bollocks. <laughs> but uh, we land in uh, Ultron's home universe, and just as they throw the gem to yeah, Gamora, yeah, yeah. Uh, Black Widow shows up. 
and uh, snatching it midair. Yeah. We have a really brief standoff, and it's like, oh, we're going to get a hero battle. So can just anyone hold an Infinity Stone? That was uh, another thing, interesting. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like, they went out of their way in Guardians, too. Like, that thing was going to Peter, kill Peter, and Peter he was half celestial. Half celestial could not contain the Power Stone by himself. Yeah, and here they are just, you know, grabbing him up. Mind you, look at what's his name in the mailroom there in in uh, in Loki, where it's just like they just tossed him in a tray. Yeah, but they're deactivated outside their own universe, which is a big thing I'm going to touch on here in a minute. So there's right, a theory. Right. Yeah, let's hear it. The theory is that the TVA exists in the quantum realm, and that's why the stones don't work. Oh, that is interesting. Because these stones that Ultron is wielding. Clearly yeah, yeah, work yeah. In other multi- in other multiverses. Well, yes, I mean that it's all, you can't ignore that. Is now the time maybe to to go into that? Or? Um, I was going to go into it in a couple. Yeah, okay. Here. Well, we'll get to it. Um, but you know they have their little standoff moment, but Captain Carter already being BFFs with uh, yeah, yeah, Black Widow yeah, in yeah, her yeah, universe, yeah, yeah. kind of wins her over really quick, and they set aside their differences and there's actually quite a quite an emotional moment where she you know your your mother is so-and-so your father is so-and-so yeah and your dad is yeah and and there's only three people in the world you trust and i'm lucky enough to be one of them yeah really cool moment for those for those two but ultron shows up and he lets loose a blast of energy capable of destroying the planet but similar to before dr strange just kind of you know sucks it up and eats it Yes. So yeah, he's yeah. still consuming energy. And uh, you see on the internet, everybody thinks he eats the soul stone here. I never once thought that, to be no, honest. I thought just similar the blast. to. Uh, I just thought he sucked up the blast. Yeah, similar neither, to. But it's all over the internet. Really? Hmm. Similar to uh, Avengers Infinity War, yeah. where Thanos uses the gauntlet just to redirect yes. all that fire. Yeah, exactly. I thought, same idea. He just gathered all that yeah, energy yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And, that's that's how I interpret it. Yeah. But they have a really quick battle here, and uh, Ultron's taken aback that Doctor Strange just, you know, ate his attack. And now we get Captain Carter and Black Widow, both with shields, just going to town on them. Uh, super cool moment. Actually, yeah. this is actually one of the best scenes, you know, the you go high, I'll go low. Yeah. Love that. And, like, everybody starts taking their shots, just yeah. coming at them yeah, from yeah, all yeah. angles. And Gamora manages to land a kill shot. I don't understand why Ultron goes toe-to-toe with them. Yeah, like, really, he shouldn't be, but... uh, And this is the part that kind of uh, throws me off here. (laughs) No. Because I get that they're back in their universe, but he is legitimately using the stones as they're intended. Yeah. Because he... As soon as he gets that kill shot landed on him, he activates the time stone and reverses it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. But because of that... And Doctor Strange having his own time stone, he manages to pop them out of that. Yes. Yeah. He basically dismisses it. Yeah. So one of the stones should not be working here, but. I guess in the MCU, you know, the infinity stones work across dimensions, but, or work across universes. (laughs) Yeah. Because in the comic continuity, they don't. Yeah. So, but again, you know, artistic liberty, I guess. Meh, maybe. But at this point, Doctor Strange, he fully lets loose on his uh, right his Shumagorath side. And he's just crazy conjuring up energy and whatnot. And Ultron, seeing this, he uses his stones to make himself, again, go giant. Right. But we get the tentacle beast come out, and it just yanks him right back down to yeah, size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, 
then he gets pinned down by a bunch of magic and whatnot, and they're holding them, and they activate their crusher, and they think they've destroyed the stones. I actually thought for a minute there, I actually thought, oh, we're gonna do it. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna win it right here. And Thor, he's like pulling out, you know, oh, we did it. It's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And T'Challa's like, no, it doesn't feel over. And then we right. get Ultron speaking from all around them, and he lays it on them that uh, each universe is different and unique, and because of that, each set of stones is unique. Right. And Gamora clues in. She's like, oh, well, mine, my Infinity Crusher was designed to destroy my set of stones. Right. So It the, didn't work on his. I guess that's the, the, the similarity is that they can function across universes, but they can't be destroyed across universes? Uh, I, see, this is the part where I'm side noting here. Yeah. Because it leaves me really unsettled. In the comics, for multiple times, it's been stated sure, sure. they can't be used across universes. Yeah, like, yeah. there's a really great scene in the DC crossover yeah. where Darkseid picks up the gauntlet and he's like, oh, these don't work here. And he just t- tosses them aside. <laughs> That's hilarious. But, like, the Council of Reeds, they've already stated that they're, like, a bunch of them got a yeah. hold of gauntlets. Right. And they don't work. So, like, they can be used in their home universe, yeah, but they can't yeah, yeah. be used to affect the other universe. Interesting. But uh, head writer of the show actually took to Twitter because of this. Oh, wow. And he said... This is from uh, AC Bradley? It is. Okay. Uh, He said that uh, we know you're concerned about it, but don't worry. Ultron has been breaking holes to reality, so technically now they're all tied. Oh. And on top of that, he's using the stones to power himself. Yep. Which I kind of disagree with because he does do some stuff, but... Because he's from that primary yeah, yeah, universe, yeah. they should work on well, that, him. That lends credence to what, uh, Hank, what you had said earlier about the, the shattered hole remaining open. Yeah. yeah. Like a big right. messy soup. Yeah. It's all interconnected now. Yeah. Not that it wasn't before, but now it's like... Like literally bleeding into like each other. Like a physical... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And maybe these are the holes in the uh, Spider-Man movie. Could yeah, be. Maybe. That'd be kind of weird to see. Uh, Ultron was oh. the setup for Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> That's some crafty crap. Seriously. We get a big scene where we see Ultravision flying through and just punching the Watcher into I the next guess. one Wouldn't and leaving a be hole something? behind. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that makes as much sense as anything. So Well, but, I mean, uh, again, artistic liberty. <laughs> yeah, suspend disbelief. It's a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Ultron finally realizes that it's, it's dark or strange. It's a different universe, too. We're not in 616. No. That's true. It's so no. true, so, yeah. So it can work different. But he finally realizes that it's dark or strange uh, yeah, with yeah. the protection like, spells. It's, that's, it's you. Yeah. He's like, why are you so hard to kill? And I, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. in this moment, I wish it was James Spader. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Like, I, like the guy who did it, he did good. But I think it would have had more impact with, if James Spader had returned. Oh, for sure. But, uh, well, if we're to believe the producers, he was asked, mm. Robert California. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, he starts just hammering down on them and widow and captain Carter get knocked back and widow spots her bike and yep. laying next to it is the arrow with the Arnhem virus on it. So is this, this the same Arnhem virus? Like, so now from the talking, last episode. So, but was that arrow not already used to put Zola in a drone? Uh, so now we're talking about a second Arnhem. Right. So where is when, if you look back at that episode, yeah. it shows the download going in. Yeah. But as he pulls the arrow back out, it's fully green again. Oh, so it downloaded a copy, so but it's a USB. It. So yeah. The, it's so just it a copy. Now, it's just yeah, a copy. The, the, I get it. 
when you when you stick a USB in a computer, the files don't right because they jump to the computer and not remain on the USB. Right, and yeah. they recovered the arrow, so it's ostensibly it's the same arrow. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They made okay. a point of recovering the arrow. That's yeah. Correct. That makes that makes sense. Way yeah. more sense now. Thank you for yeah. sorting me yeah. out. <laughs> And uh, in an echo of the line at the beginning of the episode, Carter again says, I've got the shield, you got the sword. Yes. And this wink, is, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. But uh, Natasha, so she, she's like more like an arrow with the mother of all viruses in the tip. But cute wordplay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even across universes, they're still sharing that connection. Yeah. So uh, she just says, you know, I need, uh, I need a little time and uh, a clear shot. Can we do it? And they uh, they set off to do that. Natasha on the bike and Captain Carter just running on foot. And she manages to get the bike up high enough and she lets loose the arrow. And Captain Carter makes the uh, the jump and manages to rip the helmet back I far enough. I really love that scene. Yeah, like she's given her all she's got there so to pull the armor off. Of th- this, if this was the MCU proper, this is Steve Rogers like holding against a Thanos' helicopter. punch. Yes. You know, yeah. that same level of, like, uh, yeah, exertion, you know? But uh, them inside of Ultron, you know, the shot lands, and we get this bit of a Matrix moment yep. similar to yeah. when Jarvis was facing off. Yes. Except Arnim Zola, he's, like, way more evil. And... So yeah, Arnim Zola, and he just squares off, and he's like, you know, my purpose was to take over the world, but you've destroyed that. Yeah, yeah. So now my purpose is to destroy you. And very quickly, like, it's a really neat graphic because he uses the tentacles coming out of him, oh, kind of yeah, like the Hydra, right. yeah, very and he takes so. over Ultron. And That wasn't lost on me, the whole Hydra thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we see Ultron's body go uh, splat into the ground. And at this point, you know, another twist, Killmonger steps up. Did we talk? We should probably talk about it, too, that there was some foreshadowing for this with the there way was. that he was playing with the drone. Yeah, because he was messing around with the, the Ultron to, head how that to Thor access. had brought. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, Gamora was quick to point out, you know, do you trust him? And oh, Thor's like, yeah. oh, I trust I everybody. I trust everybody. But, you know, Killmonger steps up and steals five of the stones and the armor, and uh, they square off again, and... They're like, what are you doing? And Killmonger, he, you know, true to uh, conversation form, he makes a good speech. He's like, look, this could bring back everything. We could fix it. We could fix all our universes. You got to see this is right. The I Watcher owes us. Here. Yeah. Like he, I don't think he could have snapped because he didn't have the sixth gem. Right. But he could have done something. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. T'Challa's like, you know, just give us the stones. Yeah. And he's like, you're not my cousin. And right. he's ready to fight. Yeah, yeah. But then behind him, we get uh, Arnim Ultron rise up yep. with a, you know, reminiscent little uh, belly projection. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, no, 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 that's my armor. Which I thought was cool because it was the nanotech. Yeah. That he was and, just like, nope, that's mine. Yeah. And exerting full control over it, you know, they get into the equivalent of a force battle. Yeah. And they're just pulling back and forth the stones and the armor. And I don't quite get how uh killmonger has the pull that he does because he doesn't have the stones and all he's got is leftover ultron armor he doesn't have any of them no no because they're kind of in between and, and zola he they're still the has the mind stone interesting that's interesting. But, uh, right dr strange takes the moment to notice you know this is it we weren't yeah. supposed to win yeah we were yeah, just yeah. supposed to get them away pretty insightful yeah 
and he sets about creating a little geodesic dome around them, similar to the one he was yeah, trapped yeah, yeah. in. Yeah. And uh, the watcher jumps in, gives him a little boost, and then we get this really great, you know, sunrise moment where everything, you know, it's the calm after the battle. Yeah. It looks like they've won. And uh, the watcher, you know, he says, somebody's got to watch this thing. And Doctor Strange is like, you know, I'll do it. What are friends for? Right. And then he, but he ends it off with that line, I've got nothing but time. Yeah. So how, in, how interesting is it now that we've, Times. we've got a pocket dimension within a pocket dimension? Yes. Is pocket that like, dimension with infinity stones? I was going to say that's stones. like, isn't that's like, to me, that's ultimately bad because it reminds me of like throwing a portable hole into a bag of holding Maybe <laughs> for all the D and D nerds right. out there. <laughs> Right. Extra dimensional spaces within extra dimensional spaces are never a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Back at the pub, you know, the watcher tells them, you know, thank you. And yeah, unfortunately, you won't remember this because as soon as you walk through that door, everything goes back to you won't remember a thing. Yeah. And nobody will know what you've done. But Captain Carter, she's second last to go and she's staring down a picture of Steve that is adorning the bar. And he's like, I get that you don't want to go back to your time. You'd like to go to a previous time. She even says, don't I, don't I deserve yeah. my happy ending? Where's my happy ending? Yeah. And he says, trust me, this world needs you. Yeah, needs Captain Carter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she goes through and, you know, accepts that. But Romanoff, she doesn't. She's like, I'm not going back. There's nothing there for me. Yeah. I'm staying here. Well, when you figure that, you know, they're one of the last, she was one of the last surviving human beings on, on the, the world, planet. Yeah. What, what do you go back to? What is there? Yeah. But the Watcher says, you Didn't know. Didn't he destroy the galaxy after that? Like, he did. Didn't he destroy the galaxy yeah. after that, too. Which yeah. is, you know. But the Watcher says, you know. You're just floating in space now. <laughs> Without says, a helmet. The door was more metaphorical anyway. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. warps it. And instantly, yeah, 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 yeah. they're on the deck of a shield helicarrier. Helicarrier, yeah. And there's a battle going on, Asgardians versus Avengers. And, uh, Notice that it's uh, the version of Steve Rogers, Ella 2012. Yes. It's the original cap suit, or yeah. rather it's the first modern cap suit. Yeah. And uh, Nick Fury's about to get blown away, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Natasha jumps in for the save and uh, delivers the kick to him. And Nick Fury, he's like, you know, you're not my widow, but I think you got the same spirit. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. she gets a little bit of a new start and then, you know. And every- she's already got experience with Infinity Stones. Do we think that this is... Um- do we think this is the MCU that she died in and that, well, I guess Cap wouldn't be there. The, what did the, the, the entry, the, does it make anybody want to know how she died? I guess it does. Yeah. Because the, the original widow. Says, yeah. This is one that lost their widow. So you'll fit in here. It almost seems like just flip um, back over to the, the a timely reintroduction of the Wait. character. Now that the actress has solved her problems with the, with the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, go back to the wiki entry for a second because oh. it, it actually they they surmise that they return her. Uh, she refuses to return to her ruined universe, so the Watcher brings her to the universe in which the Avengers candidates were assassinated. Hmm. Okay, the one where uh, Hank, uh, Hank Pym. That's right. Murdered right. everybody. This is the one I was talking about. Then. Yeah. Yes, that's the one where. Right, and this is the one where at the all that's left is Captain Marvel and Captain Cap, America, and now a Black Widow. Yeah, so that's why yes, we see okay, Steve and and Carol. Yeah, have the big hero shots. Yeah, and why Loki yeah, says because, your uh, Avengers replacements. Shield at the end of that episode. Yeah, yeah, because Loki does fight. say 
you right. know, your Avenger replacements aren't right. good enough. That's, that's yeah, Loki's that's right. Leading. Yes, that's, that's Loki yeah, invading. Yeah. President Loki. Okay. okay, so that's where that one fits. Okay. Yeah. But now then, we know uh, where we are. You know, we cut to black and we sure. think it's over, but it's not over because we get another scene when Captain Carter has been taken back. After she gets booted in the face by Batroc, who laughs yeah. at her. Ha ha, yeah. too fast for you. <laughs> and uh, Widow takes her down a corridor and says, there's something you got to see. And lo and behold, there's a crate with the Hydra Stomper in it. And then Black Widow proceeds to tell her there's still a body inside. Still something inside, yeah. And we can kind of glean from like all the stuff that, you know, there's a bit of life support and whatnot. We can infer that he's alive. So, I mean, Steve Rogers just. Steve Rogers just became the Bucky of this universe. Yes, yes, he did. (laughs) So, the question is I mean, it doesn't really show us in that image, but I mean, just like Bucky, when Bucky fell, he he reemerged as the Winter Soldier. So is Steve Rogers the Winter Soldier of this universe as the Hydra Stomper working right. for the Soviets? I don't know. Like, what or did they do for to him while he was in their possession? Man, yeah. That would be, that's a crazy like, good twist. Yeah, yeah. Because we already saw they took my, him my, and they had him pinned up. Twist. Yeah. My what ab- did they do to him? I don't know. My absolute favorite thing of every episode was what if Steve Rogers was Iron Man? That's oh, my, my God. Yeah. 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 That happened in all nine episodes. I, I enjoyed that as well. Yeah. I just can't help thinking like using the the parallel, like those, uh, if we can call them absolutes, some things are just absolute that certain things are going to happen. And I just feel like, you know, the universe, the harder you push against the the universe, it pushes back to course. Correct. Yeah. And so if you have to have a winter soldier, there it is. Yeah. Course correction. Yeah. But uh, it leaves Captain Carter definitely on a hopeful note. So she might be getting her happy ending. Absolutely. But I I think we're going to follow that forward into season two. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how that goes, how we handle that, because what are they setting up? Clearly, they're setting up more phase four film stuff. Yeah. But what about future TV properties? So we're going to get a second season of What If. Could some of these characters slash episodes? I hope could it's they... the second season of What If and not a season of Guardians of the Multiverse. Well, this is it, and mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. I would love to see the version of the Avengers that's led by Sharon Carter. What does that look like? You know, yeah. sure, yeah, I, yeah. It's my personal opinion that the the one shots. I yeah. know that they tied them together, and it it, it it works thematically. But I felt that the one offs were much stronger because of the stakes, which there were none. Now there's stakes, and they're not that high. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to be following any Guardians of the Multiverse because they've been sent back and they've been forced to forget. Oh, true enough. Yeah, With the exception of Captain Carter, who I think does remember, and probably Natasha Romanoff as well. I just hope that they're like Voltron style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just hope that like Voltron style, they're not assembled at the end of every season to solve the problem. (laughs) No, I hear you on that. Let, just let them that. stand on their own for what they are and, and tell different stories about them. Yeah. You know, not everything has to be a universe threatening world ending. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what it. If? And they keep trying to one up themselves. And how do you eventually like, how do you one up yourself? Like what they're doing right now in this crazy multiverse inside the comics right now, it's like they're trying to trump secret wars. They're trying yeah. to trump. Now they have this thing where there's, there's zero technology. And Spider-Man's web shooters don't work. Uh, oh. Iron Man is a steampunk guy. Um, like so, and the whole world is in darkness. Yeah. There's no light. Yeah. Uh, except for fire. And so if they just keep trying to make things worse and worse and worse and more tragic and more. And like, like I said before, 
I love to watch Daredevil duke it out with a guy in an alley, man. Yeah, I love yeah, that yeah. stuff in my yeah. comics. Yeah. That has been our look at uh, What If, all nine episodes. Lots of stuff to talk about, and I'm sure there's more to talk about going forward. We'd love to hear your thoughts and feelings on the on the show, and you know maybe you guys have some different thoughts than we do. Tell us about you know how why we're wrong and and what are we missing. And as always, please do like and subscribe to all of our socials. Follow us on uh, on uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter, and of course check us out on on YouTube as well. And I guess going forward, uh, we got some stuff still coming in the works. Yeah, we do. You know, it seems like as, as soon as we run out of ideas, something new comes out. Yes. <laughs> but there's still sure. all of the, uh, all of the old, more, uh, I shouldn't say old, the previous uh, pop culture stuff that we've been talking there's about that we've been wanting to do. To so there's lots more on, on the horizon for us. There's some stuff in the works that I can't really talk about yet because it's so preliminary that it would be, it would be anticlimactic for me to, uh, don't want to jinx about it. That. Yeah, exactly. So. But, uh, yeah, lots more in the pipe. And, uh, once again, thanks for choosing us. Your entertainment, uh, options are wide and varied and we certainly appreciate you coming along with us. So for fandom power guys, uh, I'm Wes. I'm Andy. And I'm Hank from five seconds ago. <laughs> uh, see you next time when we get our technology issues sorted out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye for now. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Fandom Power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms. Fandom Power is a Sawcast production. perfect you couldn't have done that any better <laughs> your lips moved and then and i'm hanged from five seconds ago <laughs> that's way technical oh, difficulties <laughs>
so you can focus on what it is you want to say. SOTCAST Productions offers podcasting solutions ranging from recording and basic editing to fully produced episodes complete with all the audio embellishments of a broadcast quality show. When your show is ready, SOTCAST Productions can distribute it too. Contact us online today. So, what do you want to say? <laughs>